Support for Laser Time is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LASERTIME. One word, LASERTIME, at manscaped.com. Once again, that promo code is LASERTIME for 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. And welcome to episode 425 of Vigia Game Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Vincent Garcia Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Ah, uh, found dead in a Spanish prison, Chris Antista. <laughs> really, how I want to go. Too soon. <laughs> and, oh, he, that guy was a uh, fucking piece of shit. What are we doing? <laughs> TC Tugger by TC Tops Enthusiast, Matthew Allen. And special guest. The leader of the Turbo Team, TL Foster. You're <laughs> not on the Turbo Team! <laughs> <laughs> I am from the PNB Podcast Network, and also I do a show with Sonya Valentine called Life in the Pool House. Where we go back episode to episode through the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And happy 30th birthday to Sonic. Yes. There he is. I yes. was never much of a fan, but if you, if oh, I, everyone else is. He so. was a coast to coast. He's 302010's first coast to coast champion having a release in every single decade. God damn. Um, to the, yeah, to the week. Well, yeah, I, I think this is a perfect episode for me to come on. I'm, I am a Sonic defender. And also, it's the 25th anniversary of the N64. So that means that game that everyone really likes and I think it's just okay also came out 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I, what a time. What a time to be alive. The I'm first here to truly perfect game ever to grace nope. a console. You're right, Sonic the Hedgehog. First <laughs> <No>. e- truly <laughs> perfect game ever. I love it. You can't do that. You can't twist my words. Well, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun episode. There's a lot coming out this week. Some of it we've gotten to. Some of it we haven't. Mario Golf, baby. Mario Golf. Look yeah. forward to my review I played played for a couple hours, and once again, despite hating golf and the people who play it, I fucking love this series. It's really good. And I played a bad game. <laughs> I played a game that's not good at all, but it, it's it's out. So I played a pretty good game for a little bit, but we begin every show typically with a top five, and we're going to talk about games that brought together arch nemeses. I feel like in every really long-running series, there ends up being an entry where it's like, oh, the hero and the usual villain have to join forces because we're introducing an even bigger threat this time around. And, oh, will they change their ways? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, usually the bad guy double-crosses them toward the end of yep. the game yep. in some way. Or, or you get a series, I cannot wait for Fast 9. I'm seeing it probably as you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. And that series tends to do that a little too quickly. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Bring, yes. Like, 
Like maybe hiring someone who murdered your friend to yeah. join your squad. <laughs> your uh, or your brother. He, mur- he murdered brothers, and oh, it's fine now. No, it's, it's like, I, it's like I, Ocean's I was... Eleven or Dragon Ball Z. Like, the villain of the last movie is now one of the crew. Right, yeah. Okay, well, let me let me defend Dragon Ball Z. That only happens twice. No, no need. It only no need. happens twice. It only happens twice. That's that more than Vegeta. most series. That was, it was Vegeta. That was, a, that was literally a, a thing about, like, convenience. And Piccolo, was Piccolo really a villain? Like he had expectations from his dad, but we don't know if he really was a villain. Wasn't that Cat God also a villain at one point? Beerus, Beerus is not really a villain. Okay. Beerus is more like because he's the god of destruction. He's not like he's sure. an antagonistic force, but he's not like an evil force. There's a difference between Beerus and like Frieza or Cell. That, that, that's where the difference is. I hate you so much. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but first, I flew for the first time. Woo! Since the start of the pandemic last week to visit my parents, I was extremely cautious. I've been vaccinated, obviously. I double masked the entire five and a half hour flight across the country. And, you know, the the trip back, they pinged me with like a surprisingly low price on first class and said, do you want this? And I'm like, you know what? This is I'm going to be leaving my parents. It's a little bit sad. This is. The, my, my first flight after a long time, I might as well splurge a little, treat myself. So I, I get into the back row of first class. And I, after we board, like we're sitting there, and about 20 minutes go by with all the other people boarding. The regular people. Ugh, don't you just hate them, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> well, then this guy gets on toward the tail end of the passengers, and he's just like, I think he's, like, talking on the phone or something. He's just like, oh, boys, I missed first class by one seat. Oh, just one seat. I missed first class. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, I'm right behind first class. It may as well just be first class. Oh, wait. Oh, does anybody want in first class want to switch with me? What? No? Okay. <laughs> it sounds like nobody wants to trade seats with me in first class. The airline loves it when you do that. Yeah. God. Yeah. And Oh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the pores, how dare they? How dare- <laughs> well, you know, he's just being a little obnoxious and like, yeah. right, whatever. But I usually sitting- fly first class, mm-hmm. but this this guy with a Pac-Man t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but he's sitting right behind me. Mm-hmm. While he's in his tirade, you know, getting ready to take off whatever, and he like comes up, and I- I'm sitting at the window seat, and he-, he comes up and leans over, like talking to the guy in the aisle seat next to me, I don't really hear what he's saying he's probably asking to trade seats and the guy next to me is like come on man go away and and so the, sh- the stewardess shoes him back to his seat and we're you know flying and it's uneventful for you know maybe 45 minutes and then the drink service starts Uh-oh. and uh i suddenly feel someone tapping on my arm oh yuck and it just tapped <laughs> on- excuse me sir excuse me sir sir what can, can you get me a, a just a glass of red wine, please? Oh my just gosh. just a glass, just one glass, please. I love you. I love you. Thank you. And I said no. And he's like no, no. Okay, fine. And uh, would you please share some of your drink with me? Yeah. <laughs> May so I have a sip? <laughs> a, cu- a couple more hours go by. There's another drink service. And he starts up again, sir, sir, could you just get me one glass of red wine, please, sir? And I'm like, why can't you buy it? And, and and I found out later, American Airlines has apparently stopped serving alcohol in coach, period. Whoa. It'll still serve it in uh. first class, but they're citing like there have been a bunch of violent incidents with drunken passengers. Because the rich can control their liquor, yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. well, exactly. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. So, like, 
He's like, they won't, they won't sell it to me. They, they say I can't, they, they won't sell it in coach. And I'm just one seat behind first class. It's almost the same. It's just one seat difference. That is, Come that on. That's not He's, how that works. I no, am, it's I am, not, it's not how that I works. I live one mile away from a millionaire subdivision. I didn't come <laughs> yeah. this close. But him to saying, being a millionaire. Like, okay, they don't sell it in coach is like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> that's, that's weirdly classist. What the fuck? And so I like, all right, let me see your ID. And so he passes forward his ID and lets me look at it. He's he's thirty years old, and like okay, all right, um, you know what? I'll fine. Uh, and he's oh, thank you, I love you. Here you can have my pretzels. And he like puts my his pretzels on my armrest. I'm like okay, whatever. And and I look up and I notice the guy sitting next to me is like kind of looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing? How dare you have these poor? Well, not, not <laughs> just that, but it's, and, and it's just like, well, you you had words with this guy. Maybe there's something I don't know. And I was about to ask. And then the stewardess suddenly just comes over and like points back at that guy and is like, "Is he harassing you?" Yes. And, yes. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, well, "Well, no," but because he's been badgering us to get alcohol constantly, and uh, I saw him talking to you, and uh, we—I just want you to know we don't—we aren't serving alcohol to people in coach right now. Well, why, why can't he have alcohol? Like, we just can't sell it in coach. Period. I'm sorry. And if we sell, if we give it to him, then we have to start giving it to everybody. It opens up a whole can of worms. Like kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm like, okay. And and she just leaves. And he's like, can you ask for a red wine from just one glass of red wine? I'm like, no. She caught you. No, she didn't. Like, yes, she did. She saw us talking and came over specifically to tell me not to give you any booze. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, thanks for nothing. And he, like, takes back his chips. Yeah. And then uh, on, Please on the Please die in a separate plane crash, sir. Yeah. On, on the ground, I, I see a guy. I, I'm not sure if it's him or not because it's been, you know, five hours. I've been dozing. And uh, he's just sort of hanging out in the terminal while I'm walking to the bathroom. And it's just hipster kid wearing sunglasses and he like looks in my direction and just mutters asshole and then wanders off like just call me an asshole you piece of shit i i, I really think a couple of interactions that i've had since this maybe is all lifted people people forgot how to act yes yes, yes they, like, they absolutely have like it's between so i worked at a bar um wow. this last saturday and like we literally like had somebody almost get into a fight at the bar, like for something like innocuous. Like it was just like, what are you people doing? And then I, I'm also thinking of, like the basketball games. And I know Matt, you've probably seen this. Like there's been like four or five, just like different, just like like not even like like oh people like like legit full on fights that have been happening in like these yes. basketball. Well, games. Look, yeah, Booker's nose. Kind of told the whole story, man. Man, he got, he got uh, well. No, I'm talking about like within the fans. Like I'm thinking like oh, the, oh, ones, okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one Suns fan who beat the dude up and then oh yeah, is, like Suns and four, Suns and four. Suns and four. Beat, like I don't know what's going on with people. I have no idea. If, like people just didn't realize. Like hey, we've been cooped up for a year. Maybe we should act like reasonable people when we're out. It's just yeah, like, so, hey. some of those guys were training in jujitsu for that year, <laughs> and they're and they're and they're looking to try it out. I don't know if this is just my broken brain or if everybody does this, but like you ever go through like a tense situation and handle it pretty well and then think about it later on and wish you'd handled it worse? Like, <laughs> I wish I I should have fucking turned around and thrown a punch and called him a fuck face. And oh, you're defining that as worse. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's much worse. 
gotten us both kicked off the plane in the middle of the flight. Like, we're not even landing. You fuckers, go out the emergency. Just like Among hatch. Us. Yeah, it's just yeah. Among Us. You guys are out. Uh, Matt ya. and I talked about it on bonus time, but just uh, getting food delivered to the house, like, warped how much I thought everything cost. Mm. <laughs> yes. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I've just been, like, buying a bunch of just cheap paps for people like holy shit it's it's getting a beer delivered to your house was like six bucks so i I never did it and it just it warped my it was like no it was like 13 bucks uh to get a beer beer like with your food delivery fee holy yeah no it's all bad it's all bad but then like i my my buddy was selling look what i got coors banquet old school i'm like fuck yeah how much are they a dollar everyone is getting one of these and that's so again it's not a bad thing but i kind of forgot how to act it's a delicious um, <laughs> beer, too. I mean, I can't blame you. Coors Banquet. It's, it's the first beer I ever stole or drank. It's a champagne um, of beers, Chris. I was about to say, yeah, it's a champagne of beers. Like, no, yeah, that's a, the that's Banquet. That You're thinking of High Life. Coors Banquet isn't this? I'm not no, Coors Miller Banquet. High Life you're, you're is the right, champagne Miller of beers. It's the champagne should, of beers. Oh, Why okay. are you questioning me on this? Do you know how drunk I'll be at the end of this podcast? And I'm an authority. And right. is the beer of champagnes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's a beer of champagne? I don't, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've just started recently drinking wine, which is why that story is like, I'm also like, huh, like how good could airport wine be? Oh, it's I not just, good. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Good. <laughs> I think at, at best, you're looking at like a, a cold yellowtail. I, I wonder if that's a, a secret way they're trying to boost first class up, like build that, build it out to half the fucking plane and say, this is where you get your booze now, losers. Well, and I also read a thing, apparently American... Because they stopped selling wine in the cabin and first class is not buying all that wine, they have like a huge surplus of wine. So they oh, started wow. a side business doing home wine deliveries. Are Yuck. you? Damn it. I want to do a heist. <laughs> have, have you always wanted a wine that tastes like Mad Dog before <laughs> it became Mad Dog? No. Well, okay. Wait, hold on. Hold on. That sounds tremendous. As a Mad Dog drinker myself, that sounds delicious. No, Mad Dog is delicious because you got all the sweets and, you know, the flavoring in there. Yeah. This is, you know, the, this is the cheap wine that's still at the, at the, the rot gut bottom of Mad Dog, you know. It's, so anyway, to relate this all to video games, I was playing Metroid Zero Mission at the time. But anyway. hey, <laughs> damn! I was wondering. I was like, "Wait, how do we? Yeah. Maybe, maybe these people team up with their nemesis on the flight." You know, maybe, maybe he and I maybe. should have teamed up to take on the classist <laughs> drink structure of first, because that is that is some that is some classist bullshit. I'd never, never yeah. done the first class thing. I'm not saying I wouldn't. If I was given a cheap opportunity. I mean, but it's, it's usually it's, never cheap. It's nice. It's comfy. The the seats are much wider. Um, but just that, that moment of like fucking panic and this is like hmm. before and after being a smoker with like the plane has landed the umbilicus is connected i will get off this plane in 25 to 30 minutes what hmm. the fuck it's so agonizing like yeah. i just want to go jump out the fucking window and <laughs> piss everywhere first class you are one of the first to leave i know I get know. the never fuck had off never had I, I, I just i don't know when i'm going to fly again um nowhere to go really <laughs> it's uh, i'm about to say i i know i am at the end of next month uh, going to Ohio for a wedding, so that's gonna be oh, super fun. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah, that's your friend. Is that your friends who were having a wedding in a place that none of them, neither of them, are from? No, it's uh, my buddy Robert from the yeah. TV podcast. Uh, he and his fiance are getting married, uh, and they're both from uh, uh, from Columbus. Like they both went to Ohio State my, University. Uh, they no, they well, said made no sense. The then. Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. <laughs> wow. There's only uh, a, a one school, of those in Ohio State. 
a it's, it's a sports joke, don't, Michael. Don't worry. Just run with yeah, it, buddy. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 a very their, their football team introduces themselves as, as I'm from the, the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. And it's like uh, yeah, there's only one dickhead. You don't we don't need to say the. We get it. Yeah. It's not like Miami where it's like yeah, Miami yeah. of Ohio. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah there's exactly. Hmm. Uh, Sorry, but yeah, I, so I yeah. Yeah, no, so they, they're they getting married in Columbus, so I've been debating, I'm like, do I just fly, or, you know, I don't have a job, I could drive to Columbus, it's only a 12-hour drive, mm. I, would, I could do that, so I'm, that's what I'm currently debating right now. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what to, we'll probably pay the same amount of gas, and, yeah, but there's something about, like, being there, getting out, holy shit, like, I drove, I drove somewhere recently where I should have flown, but and just, like, being able to get in my car and do stuff, and yeah. like immediately, like, wow, that was not. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to go back to flying anytime soon. Anyway, sorry, the video. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your free preview of Bonus Time, the Patreon exclusive <laughs> show oh, on the Lifetime Network, which you can get. It's all my the, fault this time. You can get at the five dollar or more level at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. But for now, the Vidja Games. Yes, That's you're right. You're right. We talk more about. Vidya Games, a bunch of cool stuff out this week. We've got a new Mario Golf. We've got a game I'd never heard of before I played it called Ender Lilies, which is awesome. A new Alex Kidd? Really? Um, and a bunch of other stuff. But before we talk about that, let's talk about rivals joining forces in five games that we'll get into right after this. Chris. Matt. Come with me mm. on a journey of the mind. Imagine shaving with a sleek well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Mm. You, too, could be one of the first people to try the new Lawnmower 4.0 and be blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on the 4.0 are next level. We've talked about our trials and travails while trying to tame the hair down there. Let's just say that areas of the body were placed in peril that should never be put in such precarious positions. I've been manscaping for a very long time, oftentimes with painful results. I don't know why those other trimmer guys even call those things guards, because it certainly wasn't doing its job in guarding anything <laughs> the times that it resulted in injury. Take my word for it, manscaping has always been something I've been very much into, and no one made a product specifically for and I didn't think I could be happier with the previous Manscaper, but man, I cannot wait to try the Lawnmower 4.0. Chris, Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my beautiful baby boys down under. This upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch with a travel lock so that you don't run out of battery when you're on the go. It doesn't accidentally turn on there in your bag. Not that you would run out of battery, because get this, the 4.0 features a new wireless charging system that uses Whoa. electromagnetic induction, Whoa. which can help your battery last longer. So longer charge, shorter hairs. Ah. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one through four. It's true. It's true, fellas. You got to figure out which one's right for you because if you're like me and have a hairy tummy or everywhere else, you can't just go shorn have it look like a brush fire occurred in the middle of your body yeah this isn't a one-size-fits-all thing i go a little bit longer in the chest region mm -hmm. i go with it's the magnum this is what i call it, the magnum pi look but this also gives you the ability to turn the 4000k led spotlight on or off when needed for a more precise shave oh. the other thing 
I gotta mention it here. Fellas, if you've been using the same trimmer on your face that you do on your nuts, don't do that. You are doing it all wrong. No one wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make Mm -hmm. me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth baby boys. Mm -hmm. And right now, Chris, our listeners can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's right. 20% off Free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code LASERTIME. One word, baby. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Rival schools. Uh, rival games. Rival schools. Yes. Rival schools. Rival schools. All schools. United by fate. I'm uh. so glad you brought that up. And I have a couple rules for these. Like, you will spend most of the game teamed up with your arch nemesis, and it has to be an arch nemesis, somebody established as uh, as a recurring villain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You. you yeah. You, you warned me. No uh, RPG tropes of like, oh, this bad guy joins three quarters yeah. of the way. Not, yeah. So not like, not Magus and Chrono Trigger. Not. Like yeah. That. I was gonna say Magus, Magus and Chrono Trigger or. Uh, one of my new favorite games of all time right now. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest Eleven, and uh, spoilers for Dragon Quest Legend, Hendrick in Dragon Quest Eleven like joins your party halfway through that game. Uh, that game also really good. Uh, I, it's really good. So I hear. But anyway, let's get into number five. <laughs> Friends, one bad guy's nothing. Friends, it's all a web of lies. Oh, what could this be? It sounds like a Peter Parker. Yeah, a Peter Parker. This might be the. I know f- what that line's from. <laughs> the first really <laughs> unpopular Spider-Man game. Is it friend or foe? This is friend or foe. Oh yeah, and and I I wanted sucked. to get this in here because when the fuck else are we going to talk about this? And it's it's such a weird concept. This idea that like. When when everybody like is like the the Spider Man movie tie in games are super popular. Uh, the, these you got these big open world games and Activision's like we're gonna make a brawler for kids where Spider Man teams up with all his worst enemies. <laughs> and yeah, Ugh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and like who, so, who did this? Who, who is the dev on this one? It's next level in Beanox. Yeah, Spider Man is always teamed up with another character. You can either like it was drop in, drop out co op, which was kind of neat, and uh, you could play as Spider Man, you could play as the other character, or the other character would just be an AI buddy always following you around. The very first one that's unlocked from the start of the game. You guys want to guess who it is? Venom, Venom, Venom. It's Venom. a green goblin. You'd, you'd think. Well, you'd think. You'd actually think it's like it's not just Spider-Man's enemies. Like there's also a few friends in the roster. So you think of like all the characters that have been paired with Spider-Man over the years. Could be Daredevil. Could be Iron Fist. Your first partner is the Prowler, uh, who uh, yeah. I hey. I, didn't, I didn't realize was a completely different character originally. Like before Aaron Davis 
He's just like some guy named Hobie who uh, is like a reformed burglar that helps Spider-Man sometimes. So they're like, yes, he's the first person you're paired with. And then everyone else you have to unlock. Over the course of the game, you will unlock Black Cat, Dr. Octopus, Green Goblin, New Goblin, who is a friend of Spider-Man at the very start of the game because this takes the Saturday morning cartoon formula of like, what if this is a sequel to Spider-Man 3 the movie, but nobody dies? And everybody's just friends afterward. But also uh, Scorpion, Iron Fist, Rhino, Blade, Sandman, Lizard, and Venom. And of course, of course, Venom's in here. It's quite the rogues gallery. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so the, the thing is that the villains are all being mind-controlled by somebody. And they are so indignant about being victimized this way that they join up with Spider-Man unquestioningly, immediately, like, let's just put everything aside right now. Doc, you were wreaking havoc until I broke the amulet controlling your mind. Someone took control of my mind? Unacceptable. Want to help me find out who it was? I most certainly would. Say, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear I'd been punched. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah, they all just have lost their memories. and uh... I like the cartoony vibe with the little mm-hmm. soundtrack back there. I mean, at the time, it would have been an alternative to the open world games were tied to the movies, so they were a bit more serious, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's right before I think they sort of found their... Because le- if they, these had to be annual releases, what is it? Like the Shattered Dimensions... Uh, Web of Shadows period, like I really yeah, like those. I think, much, I think this was like right better. around or right after Spider-Man Three. I think I think it's yeah. It's once they realize there's not, they can't make a movie game every goddamn year. I think it's right after Spider-Man Three. All and all, I can really hear right now is Chris Baker screaming at his smartphone. <laughs> yeah. He knows exactly when this came out, and yeah. probably probably has a good. Will tell us why it it's great, even though it sucked. Well, um, I, I played it uh, for a little while, and like. Yeah, this this had a really bad rap at the time. Playing it now, it's like, it's fine. It's a fun little brawler. It's just not what anyone wanted from a Spider-Man yeah, it's, 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 game. It's, it's weird, because they're technically some of the more polished licensed games that exist, and we're now in an era where we don't have any super Marvel games at all. <laughs> any, right. We, uh, we, have, we have a great Spider-Man game and a terrible Avengers game. And so a game that combined a bunch of Spider-Man there's, this is way more villains than is, way more characters than could possibly be contained in whatever Sony's going to do. So that that is novel, and it, it does just because you can't experience that anymore. It just makes going back and playing these games uh, a little less painful, even if they're not totally like ten out of tens. Yeah. I don't know. It's like also it comes from like this would be the second game after the Ultimate Spider. So yeah, like Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man Two. Then. This it came out right, right, right after Spider Man well, Three. This, yeah, this was after Spider Man right. Three. I just looked it up. So this came out in October two thousand seven. Spider Man Three hit in May two thousand seven. Right. So it was just a few months after. So like, I even think like Spider Man Three is not two or even Ultimate Spider Man. Like, so this was like the first time of like these are what these Spider Man games are going to be, and it's just. Fine. Like I remember playing this and being like, "This is fine." As I remember. I remember hating games. it. But. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just like this is like oh, this is not great. But it's to me, I thought it was better than three. Yeah, it's like it's well, it was yeah. just one of those games. Like I can literally play this with my eyes closed and make the exact same amount of progress, and it's getting annoying to just to listen to. <laughs> Uh, so you don't you don't like uh, hearing things like Venom failing to give Spider-Man a blowjob? 
Get me if you can, Spider-Man. My, what big teeth you have. I'll swallow you whole. <laughs> Gee, Venom, no time to brush this morning? This isn't possible. Come on, Venom. You know how this ends. This isn't over. Tasty Spider. Come here and let me finish you off. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oh. Someone found my Spider-Man fan fiction. We All will right. rub you out. <laughs> Definitely friend. Uh. <laughs> wow. Life right on Venom. Uh, there's, a, there's a shoot my web joke in mm-hmm. there somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is just a, a fun little game, and, and it's interesting, like, you know, having been an adult when it came out, I was just like, ugh, that looks terrible. And then, like, you know, seeing comments from people who are like, yeah, when I was a kid, I loved this game. Oh, man, it's so fun to just jump in and out with a buddy. Yeah, if you're a kid into Spider-Man, this is great. We were fucking, we were put in the position to be assholes, and I still regret it most days. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's it's just a fun little God of War-style beat-em-up, so it's fine. It's fine. Also fine is this one. Well, actually, it's a little less fine, but a little more interesting. (laughs) Number four. You think I'm afraid of you, Warbot? I eat tin cans like you for breakfast. Jump over the beam! Nefarious, find some cover. That was Ratchet telling Dr. Nefarious to find some cover in which game? Yeah, I recognize it. It better not be a new game I can't play. It is is related to that. (laughs) Uh, It is Ratchet and Clank. All for one. All for one. And all for all love. For love. <laughs> yeah. I also hear that song every time. This was a bizarre one. Again. <laughs> that, song's, that song's awesome. I mean, it sucks, but it's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah man. We, next time we see each other, we got to sing that soundtrack. rubbing our shoulder blades together just like the music video. Mm-hmm. That was a Disney Three Musketeers soundtrack song. Just yeah, yeah man. Out there. Last time I saw Oliver Platt above the title. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's good in that wrestling movie. Sure. <laughs> I will rule you. Okay. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so Ratchet and Clank, all for one, mm-hmm. teams up Ratchet and Clank, of course, with Captain Quark and Dr. Nefarious. And it's a, it's a really weird team up because these are all characters that have been enemies at one time or another, especially yeah. Quark and Nefarious. Yeah, Quark, Quark tends to go, he's like a good guy who always goes bad and, and then, yeah. and then makes up for it all the time. But Nefarious is always the bad dude. This yeah. is, now this is Dr. I Nefarious, mean, not Emperor Nefarious right. from Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, one yeah, of the best this, games of the year. This, anyway. This predates Rift Apart, but yes, well, Quark is like, he was the hero and then you find out, oh, the heroism is just a front. He's actually a villain. But then he gets hit on the head and gets amnesia and reforms. But he's still stupid and corrupt. But he tries. Yeah. So we forgive him. Um, he's, yeah, he's usually just kind of lazy and takes shortcuts and is not... Yeah. He's cowardly. He's not exactly. the hero he makes yeah. himself out to be. Yeah. And so Dr. Nefarious concocts like a fake awards ceremony thing for Quark to come to. And really, he releases this beast called the Light-Eating Zagroot. But then the Zagroot eats the light coming from Nefarious's hovercraft, and now he has to fight alongside Ratchet and Clank and Quark. And then they get sucked off to some mysterious facility. Excuse me? Go on to an, an adventure. Yeah, they get Jesus. sucked up. They suck each other off. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Venom. It's hilarious. Yeah. They also have things called vacuums that can uh, suck up debris and objects, so it's uh, there's a lot of sucking in this game. Hey, uh, speaking of dirty minds, where's the pun in the title? 
I'm right, looking, so this is this is what I was gonna say. So like the pun uh, is that the number four is in. There. <laughs> I was well, you know what buddy. I'm saying. There's there's no dirty dirty pun well, here. I man. was talking to my buddy Marco the other day, Marco <laughs> Viapondo, who did art for uh, the new Ratchet and Clank game. Well, yeah, uh, works at Insomniac. Works at Insomniac. So they do both. They either try to do the butt pun or it's a song pun. So like Rift Apart, he said on the show there was another song and I forgot and I'm sorry, Marco. But like Rift Apart, like because it was like you could change that into the song. They either do that or they go for a song. They go for a song pun. Hmm. So that's why they did it all for one. Nice. Sort of, sort of like a UK headline. Basically, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this was like the uh, Super Mario 3D World of Ratchet and Clank games. Four-player co-op. There's a lot of, like, blasting your way through a level, and now let's interrupt it with a party game-style challenge where, like, oh, yeah. steer this cab by all piling on one side or the other. and That's why I stayed away from mm-hmm. this thing. Little, I remember. Little that. things like that. And it's, you know, it's, it's more brawly, more linear than your average Ratchet game, and... I remember at the time, like, Sony was like, no, this is a full-fledged Ratchet and Clank game. And everybody's like, yeah, no, it isn't. Come on. <laughs> it, it does feel different. It does feel a bit more shallow. It is pretty inventive, even if, you know, Nefarious's whole villain having to work with the good guys arc just kind of follows every step that you would expect, beginning with... For the sake of our own survival and for drama, we must set aside our petty squabbles and act as a singular unit. And eventually the heroes rub off on him and he starts to grudgingly use his abilities for good. What? Rub off. Michael. It's a kid's game. It's a kid's game. This is all you. Yeah, it's all you, Matt. I heard it too. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I, I, yeah, I keep hearing Chris chirping whenever I say something. All so. right, all right, all right. Here's another clip. Being evil has not worked out well for you these last few years. Perhaps using your intelligence for good will yield better results. All right, fine. But speak of this to no one. Yeah, don't tell anyone about this. And then the the final nemesis sort of making up and trying to be friends. Nefarious, I'm sorry I pushed you around in high school. You were smart, and I was such a... Moron? I was gonna say Adonis, but if you want to be a jerk about it... I'm sorry, too. You should know that even as I was wishing the Blarg would tear you apart limb from limb so I could river dance around your smoldering, squishy carcass, I still considered you a friend. Dog. Oh, it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so nice. Is this canon? So the, the... I'm not sure because, like, I, I think about that now every time Doctor Nefarious shows up. It's like, but you know, he's got all this history between him and Ratchet and Quark. Yeah, Why is he still trying to kill them all the time? Is like, is he really that bad? And like, yeah, maybe it's not canon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think but... it's. I don't think it's canon anymore. Like, I think that's like it was like one of the ones. Like, I think also like the like the Age of Booty games, like those mm-hmm. games that were. Like those kind of side games, I don't think that they fall into the Ratchet canon. But I also am not well versed in the Ratchet lore, so I could be completely wrong about I was that. Say this is this would be the place to fight about it—a <laughs> meaningless little corner of the internet. Let's do it. Hey, when do you think devs um, learned that we don't want co-op in every game? <laughs> like, as this was clearly well, in that there, period. there was where... like a fed for a little while, almost yeah. where it was like in everything. Yeah, like, like talking. Uh, was on the Ultra 64 podcast or whatever they're calling it now hmm. about Epic Mickey Wii and the universe. 
Wii universe and Epic Mickey 2, which that right. was clearly like, your last game didn't make enough money. Make one in the same <laughs> same engine, and here's a checkbox of all the things your modern game needs. Co-op. And it's like, this ruins everything. Mm-hmm. It is ruinous. It is like, this is terrible. Yeah. And, but it was like that important uh, co-op being your game because it was... I think it's one of the. I do think it's one of the biggest innovations in gaming of like of that decade. Mm-hmm. Like co-op was amazing. Yeah, it's it's the thing that sold me on like I wasn't going to get a 360 till I saw Gears co-op. I'm like Jesus, but, really? But it's one of those things with like okay, Gears style co-op. Like co-op as an option in yeah 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 that's great totally uh, yeah. co-op as the central mechanic that the entire game is built around. Well, you right. have to be really into co-op to. Really I have play fun. these things because I want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm pretty happy with where co-op is now. Where there's a few of those. Like Joseph mm-hmm. Ferris found that memo from back mm-hmm. in the day and said, "Ah, oh, perfect. This is what I'm going to keep making." But yeah, there's for the most part, most games are like you can play this alone. Yeah. And there's an optional yeah. mode. I know. hear it takes two is amazing, but I may or may not ever play it. Who knows? Yeah, or or even it, like the Portal Two campaign was different in co-op or something. Even, right? even like, though it's it's Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's only theatrically released movie. It, it is it is good. It takes two. I wow! Really wow! Is, wow! Mm-hmm. All that it takes. And yeah, it takes two references. Two See they were huge. I, I, I interrupted like probably a salient point on the actual game to make. We can't let their sister Elizabeth get all the love now. The, these girls were huge. All right. Yes. They, they it's it's no to grandmother's house we go, um, <laughs> or how the West was fun. All right. But um, <laughs> if, if we're talking about Mary Kate and Ashley, it's probably time to move on to number three. Of course, the game that Mary Kate and Ashley uh, make up and work together on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this one sounds a bit old school. There's some yelling in there. I love these games. This is uh, Shantae, right? Yeah, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse, the third game in the Shantae series. It's the first Shantae game I played. Um, right, man, and, and it's. WayForward does such a good job with these games where it's like, mm. and I'm even sometimes get confused about the history. I'm like, wait, is this just a fake retro game? Or there was actually one retro Shantae game, right? Yeah, and for game well, Shantae, yeah, yeah, Shantae originally debuted in Game Boy Color, but I, it became, it was a franchise like when I was aware of what Shantae was, it was already like a full on franchise. And I remember being like, I don't even know where this started from. Like, how yeah. is this already a whole thing? Yeah, and, and how is it one of the best 2D platformer games out there? Like, that's the other thing is it's like the Shantae games are all pretty good. Like, they're, yeah. they're mm. really solid. And, and I think I heard about it first, like, on a Retronauts. Like, Jeremy Parrish would talk about, I think, the original Shantae. Well, yeah, like, yeah, it, was, it, amazing it became game very few people played. super rare and kind of like what gave way forward that nerd credit. It's like it's published by Capcom and just mm-hmm. sort of disappeared and became unobtainable. And it just became... This series you thought was too good to live, and now it like lives mightily. Yeah, I was right. at Best Buy the other day, and there's like Shantae dolls, and it's oh, like that's awesome. This is kind of this thing I secretly wished for, and it just happened without me knowing. Like merchandise for games that aren't the biggest thing in the universe. Well, and every Shantae time I see one of those games, I think like one of the games on our new releases uh, list this week, I'm like, oh, they're just trying to do the Shantae, right? Where you see a game that's like, oh, it's supposed to be like a moving 2D, car- 2D cartoon. I'm like, well, Shantae's been doing that for years and it looks really good, yeah. you know? Sure. And I mean, and it, it also makes sense like with Shantae and like you said, with WayForward, it's just like these games just, I don't know. It's, it's, there's something about that 
retro-esque like thing for people of a generation like of my generation and younger right like people were born like around like 86 through like 92 like this could have been the thing you grew up on mm-hmm. and like it's just like this slow thing that's not this super heralded franchise but it's just out there and it's i don't know it's neat i'm always like the shantae games are always neat and this is a this is also a really good one right yeah yeah. They're also all very horny, just saying. I mean, it's, it's, look, I love Way Forward. It's a non-horny game with very horny character designs. Yeah. Like I said, I love Way Forward, but it's Way Forward. It's like yeah. also why Mighty Switch Force, like that character has like the world's biggest thighs. Like, yeah. but why? <laughs> let's, let's just say, Michael, it's the, it's the horniest idle animation any game's ever had. Like, it's know, one so. of those, yeah. Um, well, in this game, uh, Shantae's nemesis, in almost every game is Risky Boots, the pirate yeah. who has like <laughs> lavender skin and uh, is always trying to mess things up for Scuttletown. But this time around, they actually have to join forces. Risky Boots in the previous game basically stole Shantae's magic and she Shantae ended up becoming human. She's normally half genie. So yeah. she has no magic at the beginning of the game, but she wants to be a guardian anyway. And uh, Risky Boots comes along and Shantae is taking a bath. She realizes suddenly, wait, I don't own a bathtub. It's a trap. (laughs) And yeah, Risky Boots shows up and says like, undo the curse that you'd put on my men and give me back all my stuff. And Shantae's like, what are you talking about? And Oh, it turns out that Risky's old boss, the Pirate Master, has, is rising from the grave and we have to stop his resurrection. So they team up, grudgingly. Well, Shantae's really excited about it. Risky doesn't like it at all. Uh, she hates Shantae. Shantae's way too chirpy and cheerful. And at, and also Shantae went below deck and tried on some of Risky's clothes. And that's just Jesus. not cool. But uh, but because Shantae doesn't have any magic this time around, she gets a bunch of pirate gear. She has, like, a hat that gets really big and lets her catch gusts of wind. She's got a gun. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Just a... A pistol. Um, just a gun. Yeah, it's just a gun. It's a pirate so she's gun. Shadow. She's got, Shadow the Hedgehog. Got, got a scimitar. Got she's got, like, boots oh, that yeah. are cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, her, her name's Risky Boots. It would, but, you know, better have fucking boots. Yeah, yeah. So, so Shantae sort of becomes a pirate, this one. It's it's more Shantae yeah, joining yeah. forces with the villain than the other way around, mm. uh, which is kind of neat. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun platformer uh some really tight gameplay and there weren't a lot of great sound clips to capture this so here's my favorite line from the sequel half genie hero destroy poop toot anyway this probably has uh my favorite shantae soundtrack so this the soundtrack was done by vert uh jake kaufman mm-hmm. and this is like he who always kills it with his way yeah, forward does, stuff he always does way forward stuff he, yeah and um well he's not doing the new one oh. so the new one he's not doing the new shantae game that's coming shame. out which sucks yeah but uh this is probably one of my favorite jake kaufman just soundtracks like I really like this game. This game's a really, really fun game. If you haven't played it, it's on, like, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, one, one of them, at least, one was on Game Pass for quite some time. I don't know if it's gone or not yet. But... I think it's gone. Yeah. But I think one is also on Apple Arcade, so... Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, Risky's Revenge, actually, the second game, like, one of the first platforms I remember it appearing on was iOS, which was weird. Like, I can just play this on my phone now? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it's a lot of fun. It's a great series. It's cool to see that team up chapter, but clearly not quite as cool as 
Number two. <laughs> so so i gotta come super this is mario rpg but this is not as good as what uh someone posted in the laser time uh facebook community mario teaming up with elvira on the tv yeah. show now that oh, was a good shit. team up. real wow. elvira cassandra what's her name and everything damn <laughs> mm-hmm. so i i was I, I sort of waffled on this one because super mario rpg and bowser's inside story are both RPGs where they team up. Super Mario RPG, like, in the 90s when that came out, like, Mario had never joined forces with Bowser before. I think Super Mario yeah. Kart had happened, and, and like, maybe a couple sports titles, and that was... But they were still adversarial. Yeah, yeah, and they, they weren't, like, hanging out. And then Super Mario RPG came along, and a giant sword kicks Bowser out of his castle... And kidnaps Princess Peach, and only Bowser's allowed to kidnap Princess Peach, so he joins forces with the Mario Brothers and becomes a party member. And like a, a strong party member. Yes. <laughs> giant giant sword, huh? Seems like a metaphor there, Bowser. What do you what are you thinking you're trying to compensate for? The giant sword takes your lady, kicks you out of your house. Uh-huh. I see how it is, Bowser. Yeah, this you know is really horny today. Yeah. I love it. Got a tiny <laughs> tiny it. tortoise peepee down there. We see how it is, Bowser. Wow. Tiny tortoise wow. peepee would be a good band name. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, bowser's inside story is the game that is completely themed around this collaboration although it is not a conscious one on bowser's part he has no idea that he has completely sucked down the morrow brothers i mean oh fuck it here's here's a clip Yeah, Bowser like is tricked by Fawful into eating this mushroom that turns him into a, a turtle tornado, and he just uh, inhales everything around him, and he inhales Princess Peach, and he inhales Mario and Luigi, and then yeah, he they, they get interspaced basically, yeah. and, and, or, or, and or that one episode of Rick and Morty, yes. Fantastic it. Voyage, yes. yes, yes, that too, that too, I'll <laughs> represent to you. So the this might be like one of the most inventive. Wow. <laughs> This might be one of the most inventive Mario games ever made because it's, yeah, it's my favorite. So these. Bowser Bowser does not remember any of this. He wakes up with amnesia and then just walks around and does not realize that the Mario's are inside of him and you control them both, <laughs> I think alternately. Yeah. Bowser is on yeah. the top screen and the Mario brothers inside Bowser's body are on the bottom one. And Bowser stomps around in the overworld, gets into fights, punches things, and Mario and Luigi. Bowser's innards are like this 2D side-scrolling world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like two different styles of gameplay going on at the same time. It's a really neat idea. It's it is yeah. one of them. I don't know. It's what it, it it's my favorite Mario and Luigi game. Did this, yeah, did this kill the series? Was this the last game? No, or, or there's, there's, no, no, this, was, this is, many this is absolutely not. Yeah, this is absolutely not the last but, one. I mean, and specifically the, the Mario and Luigi series. No, yeah, there's, no, there's, no, there's yeah. Dream Team. There's a fourth no, one, and then there's Paper Jam, the oh, crossover yeah, right, with Paper Mario. Right. And then yeah. they did they did a remaster of this that I think right, added more content for right? 3ds. Yeah, I think they also redid the graphics. They're like 3D rendered now instead of. Right. Yeah, it looks more like Dream Team. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's what's really cool about. So, like, I I have more fondness for the Paper Mario games than I do for the Mario Luigi games. But what's really cool, it's like they've been teasing. Like this is the thing that they've teased since the first uh, Mario and Luigi game. Because in the first Mario and Luigi game, like 
Princess Toadstool gets stolen by Fawful's, um, uh, like leader, the like leader of the, of the, uh, bean people. And like, and, and Bowser is literally like, Oh wait, no, fuck that. We're going to go there and we're going to fuck them up. Mario, you and the green guy, cause there's no Luigi's name. We're going to go. And then he falls off his, like, the reason why you don't work with him on there, he falls out of his airship. And again, has amnesia, which is a, a, a staple of this game. Of so like, this was finally the game of you get to play with Bowser when they keep teasing you're going to play with Bowser throughout. Nice. They've been teasing for years, Tia. Yeah. I just, I'm just looking. <laughs> I, I want, I would love to play this again. I thought when they re-released it, it they meant to switch, not the 3DS, because it's like only like a couple, like 18 months ago. Uh, Mario might, Luigi is, Bowser's Inside Story uh, Plus remastered or whatever is the worst selling Mario game sin- of all time since the Virtual yeah. Boy. Okay, yeah. so yeah. that it's, might have killed the series. Yeah, well, uh, it was already yeah, it was already kind of on last legs because I think so. Also, isn't I think it might be the last 3DS game release. Period. Like that's I, it. Pro- maybe first party. Yeah, yeah. but um, but I think Nintendo had a problem where over time, like the Paper Mario games became kind of similar to the Mario and Luigi games or they just they, they became similar toward each other and, and Nintendo ended up was like well, we have two very very si- similar games here one at the time was on 3DS and then the other was like yeah on the primary consoles but I, I think that might be part of the reason like they're at least if it's not dead like this franchise the Mario and Luigi stuff is is on timeout you know it's, mm-hmm. it's on a high then, then yeah. at least bring back active time battles to yeah. Paper Mario yes I think uh, yes please well okay well I liked Origami King a lot. Yeah, it's a really unique did. combat system. Yeah. yeah, it's a very unique combat system. But, like, I just... I, I I wish that the other Mario Luigi games had, like, 50% of the bloat taken out of it. Like, that's my big problem with Mario Luigi has been. It's just, like, <laughs> after a while, it wears out his welcome. And it's just, like, it's no longer fun. And, like, that's the problem with, like, Dream Team and Paper Jam. Is I will put 20 hours into this game, and I'm like... I'm kind of done with this. I don't want to keep on doing this. Like, so if they do another paper, Mar- uh, another Mario Luigi game, like, I just wish it was shorter or at least a little bit more fun because, like, I, they haven't been fun for a while. I Every, paper- everything you said, but for Dragon Quest. I, I, <laughs> Dragon I Quest paper- is good. Damn it. I, I honestly <laughs> think Paper Jam was the thing of, like, the Paper Mario games were getting worse and hmm. they kind of ruined the a Mario and Luigi game because those games were pretty, you know, solid even if it wasn't like the height, you know, like this game, the best game, but like Thousand yeah. Tour. Oh. Pa- Paper Paper Mario has been getting worse like Sticker Star. Fucking Sticker Worst. Star. That's all I got to say. Mm, fucking terrible. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but game. so so Paper Mario luckily had a resurgence mm-hmm. uh, what last year or 2 years ago with yeah. Origami. Maybe Mario and Luigi could also have a resurgence. Just yeah. as, as, as might, long as the... they talk like this still. Yes. Yes. Chris, what are they saying? Pentecotta, buca de bepo, spaghetti. Something about uh, give me that pasta, you little cucurbanza. Ah, uh, but okay. but uh, <laughs> Alpha Dream, the developer, their fate was tied yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Well, I, I, like, uh, uh, no, I don't think they went out of business because of Bowser's Inside Story. But like, they are out of business. They went out of business the same year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think remake they might have gone out of business before that game released. I'm re- memory a little hazy on this, but it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's the same year. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's afterwards. But, I mean, they made other stuff that Americans don't know at all. But uh, right. they eventually became like this Nintendo side studio. And 
But this is the uh, one. If you're going to play this series or give it a try, Bowser's yeah, Inside the, Story is the one. That's this the is the best that. one. And, like, I'm not... I am probably in the minority. Like, the reason why I like the Paper Mario games over these is, like, I hate... I hate shitty, scary, scared Luigi. Like, I like asshole Luigi. Like, Paper Mario... Luigi of Paper Mario is, like, this unrepentant asshole who does fucked up shit to people <laughs> and they all hate him uh, but like this Luigi's like oh no uh, 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 I'm like Woody Allen but I'm also Luigi like yeah, that's like I, I don't he's I don't Luigi's like mansion that. Luigi he's a total <laughs> yeah. coward, coward I, don't, yeah. I don't like that uh, <laughs> several illusions that I'm gay yes. <laughs> uh, for that prince that made out of peas but yeah I think I think the idea of like Mario teaming up with Bowser is, is like that. That's kind of a really popular fantasy idea because Mario's relationship with Bowser, Mario is basically Popeye. He's Popeye fighting Bluto to save olive oil over and over again. And sometimes Popeye is friends with Bluto, not most of the time, but sometimes. And you yeah. kind of get that same vibe from Mario and Bowser. Like they kind of throw a lampshade on it sometimes and say like look let's just deal with this thing and then we can get back to our yeah. usual thing where I kidnap your girlfriend and you try to save her I got you one, one is spinach mm-hmm. one is mushrooms and exactly. now I'm hungry for Italian food yeah. so and, also and, and, and. If, I, if I may bring it all back ironically we would not have Mario if not for Popeye yep. that is true that, that is, is true <laughs> Donkey Kong was originally supposed to be a Popeye game Popeye. and they couldn't get the, the Popeye license. people said do you know how big this brand is it can't have a Nintendo game we're, we're Popeye, Popeye. <laughs> we're about to launch Popeye and Son you know that show that everyone remembers yeah, yeah. Popeye Popeye, Popeye Pippi and Peepie Nintendo said who do you think you are and they said I am what I am what I am yeah. what I am clever alright well let's jump ahead to our next one and our final one number one you know what my days used to be like I just tested. Nobody murdered me, or put me in a potato, or fed me to birds. I had a pretty good life. And then you showed up, you dangerous, mute, lunatic. Uh, <laughs> it's still one of the funniest games ever, it, the Portal series. Yeah, so Portal 2, you spend maybe like the first third of it, GLaDOS is your enemy, and then she's your your constant companion in the, the, the final two-thirds to half of it, whatever it is. But this is a game ultimately about not only teaming up with your nemesis, your tormentor, but coming to terms with them, understanding them and where they came from and why they are the way that they are. And I think, uh, you know, Portal 2 is actually quite a powerful experience from start to finish and uh again it's also funny as hell well there's there's a little bit of double uh, turnabout in this game and mm-hmm. that you start uh with steven merchant's character as your buddy and then ultimately yep. he has a heel turn and ends up being a big bad and yeah you start with glados of course being your nemesis your enemy she hates you the cake was a lie uh-huh. and then yeah by the end of it she teams up with you t- temporarily i think i think she's still pretty evil if i'm remembering uh, well she character. she kind of goes through a a bit of a transformation but yes like like you said she's she's totally the villain at the first at, at the beginning near the beginning and she has a very good reason to be in the event of a catastrophic failure the last two minutes of my life are preserved for analysis i was able well forced really to relive you killing me again and again forever you know, if you'd done that to somebody else, they might devote their existence to exacting revenge. Luckily, I'm a bigger person than that. <laughs> Love that revenge. <laughs> yeah. This is a triumph. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I actually played this recently. Really, um, two, two, yeah. Because like, in case you didn't know, the online co-op is a completely yeah different that, game. That's what it's I was like saying half, earlier. Yeah, I, I never it's experienced half the product. It. I've and, heard uh, people say like, no, Portal Three is on the disc. It's the co-op. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've just never been able to play that. I, I I remember I borrowed Tyler's copy so I could finish it before release and then to give it back. And him and Lizzie did the uh, yeah, and I just finally got another copy. And to be honest, like you know, like, the portal concept is a little weird. My it's it's really hard actually because <laughs> yeah. you got to consider four portals. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it, yeah. The first portal game at least was mostly a puzzle game. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. getting from room yeah. to room. Two. I thought two did a great job of integrating the puzzles in the environments kind of seamlessly. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're you're on a half life adventure just yep. with portals. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre that that's Valve's last single player experience until Alex for Oculus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I believe. But yeah, um, so you, like again, you do team up with Wheatley, um, but you Wheatley. he convinces you to put him into Glados's harness after tearing Glados apart again and. He does a heel turn. He puts GLaDOS into a potato and throws both of you into a bottomless pit. And uh, you find out that he is a core that was specifically developed to dampen GLaDOS's intelligence and feed her as many dumb, bad ideas as possible to keep her from becoming too destructive. And uh, so, yeah, here's, here's how she describes him. He's not just a regular moron. He's the product of the greatest minds of a generation, working together with the express purpose of building the dumbest moron who ever lived. And you just put him in charge of the entire facility. Good, that's still working. Hey, just in case this pit isn't actually bottomless, do you think maybe you could unstrap one of those long fall boots of yours and shove me into it? Just remember to land on one foot. Yeah, that's her slow clap. Like, bravo, you. Good, that's still working. <laughs> I should really play this game. Oh my god, you should. So good. <laughs> I've never played it, and I don't know why I just... This is not like a Goonies situation where I'm never going to watch the Goonies, because I'm never going to watch the Goonies. I want to play this game, You're I just don't know when I cases. will. It's 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 a one of those. I think it's only five hours, maybe seven at the most. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's relatively short. Yeah, it's, if you know what and, you're doing, and, and you can J- it pretty quickly. J.K. Simmons like oh, voiceover work in this game is so good. It's yeah, Lemon. yeah. I, I've I've seen people do the Cave Johnson Lemon speech over um, over uh, Omni Man's like speech to Invincible <laughs> in the season finale of Invincible, and I was just like, and that's what I that's what I was like. I really should play that game. Yeah, like I don't have five hours to just breeze through it so i i won't spoil too much but uh glados does discover some things about herself as you are adventuring together and goes through a bit of a personality shift to the point where she almost defends you against uh wheatley's barbs apparently being civil isn't motivating you so let's well destroy her way all right fatty adopted fatty 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 no parents what what exactly is wrong with being adopted? What's wrong with being adopted? Uh, well, um, lack of parents. You are adopted, and that's terrible. And also, <laughs> nothing. But so, well, some of my best friends actually are orphans. Also, but look at her, you moron. She's not fat. I am not a moron. Nobody is <laughs> programmed to be. Yeah, exactly. 
designed that way. Even though it's not a central, obvious theme like with some of these games, it is. Uh, it, it's so key to the plot that that you work together. And and Glados, you you're you're almost happy in the, at the end of the first game when Glados is destroyed, and this time around it's just like, oh man, I'm gonna miss that that terrifying killer AI. I, I just love that they make her into an elementary school science experiment. She's a potato yeah. battery. It's yeah. so good. Potato battery. It's a toy for children. Now she's in there. <laughs> yeah, so, and, I, I, I find myself wanting Valve to make another one, but it is sort of... It, it's The first Portal game is perfect, and this mm-hmm. is pretty perfect, too. Yeah. With a good ending, and I don't want to see it explored, <laughs> or I don't want—I don't need any more canon to Portal. I hear that module in the Lego uh, game was also really yeah, good. It's, yeah, it's it's technically another Portal game, mm-hmm. and I, I think they've added Portal content to other games as well. Yeah, but um, you know, on on a platform I don't play on much anymore. But if you're a PC player and don't have it, this is constantly on sale or free. Just get it. Yeah, yeah, Just get it absolutely. Yeah. Although, yeah, I I will always, this game will always have the unfortunate association in my mind of coinciding with the massive hack that shut down, like, PlayStation Network for a month. Yeah. Yeah. And this came out, like, right right when it hit. And I was like, I can't play Portal 2. This is terrible. Well, at least they didn't dox your IP like another game you mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on that note, <laughs> Portal 2 is great. Go play it. That has been our top five games where the hero teams up with their arch nemesis. We're going to take a little break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some uh, Mario Golf, I think it's pronounced, and no, uh, sure. a bunch of other games that came out this week. So stay tuned. Well, here we are again. It's always such a pleasure. Remember when you tried to kill me twice? Except I wasn't laughing Under the circumstances I've been shockingly nice You want your freedom to That's what I'm counting on I used to want you dead But I only want you gone Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 30, 20, and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. I think we're all vaxxed, right? Mm-hmm. I, I got like my sister came in my house. Gross! Grow up. She walked. <laughs> she walked in my house, and like that's the first time that's happened in over a year. But yeah, like uh, having been around my family with no mask inside, like that's the first time any of that shit's happened in a year. And 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 I was talking to someone about it. Oh yeah, like I'm looking at some of my friends. Like yeah, they're just doing stuff again, and I still I still don't know how to do that yet. I wonder if there's a part of me that kind of enjoyed all the indoor time and the video game time. I just I haven't pushed myself to go out and be social yet. Have any of you? No, or I think absolutely not. You guys are. Well, I'm, I'm still a few days before my my antibody. time is up, mm-hmm. but uh, you know my my two weeks. But I, I, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it because like I've 
I've lived like a fucking hermit for the past year and a half, so mm-hmm. it's it's a little strange to like, oh, now I can go out and do things, but who will who will I see? What do I yeah. want to do? That's, that's where I'm uh, at. I was like, oddly, I, I can. The thing I'm most excited for is to go to Target, which I haven't done. Oh, since I've been going like to Target this entire time. Yeah, <laughs> I I got a haircut like I, right like mm. the day that I hit my two weeks after the second shot. I'm like, okay, it's time. It's been like eight months or something. But other than that, Are you it's cutting your hair on your own. Like Michael? No, no, my hair was yeah. just growing out. It's yeah, it is, it is weird to think like, well, I don't need a haircut now, but when I do need one, I'll be able to have someone else do it for the first time in a year. Yeah. You, you have been yeah. cutting your own hair? Got a pair of clippers. It's it surprisingly look... easy to give yourself a crew cut. Uh, bullshit. Not with this fucking God sneeze pubes on my forehead kind of shit. Like, I cannot <laughs> just throw clippers into this mess. Uh, you just give yourself like a little crew cut, and it looks like a professional did it. I hate I'm very jealous of your hair. Always have. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right, guys? Yay! <laughs> And welcome back to our final segment where we're just going to dive into this classic segment that we always begin with. I'm just rambling here because I feel pressure to come up with a gag do, Michael. to delay pushing this button. These are the new releases, they are releasing new Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance is a Ooh. game that is out this week. Uh, that game's... That game's bad. <laughs> that game's bad. But it has drizzed. Well, um, yes. Yeah. Okay, so... Mm. Okay, so hold on. Let me clear something up here. Yeah. There's all, there have always been Dungeons & Dragons games, and they kind of, you know, they get their five and six out of tens. They please a hardcore audience. Why is this one bothering people so much? And I'm, I'm asking that as a legitimate question. If you're going to call yourself Dark Alliance, you kind of have a legacy to live up yeah, to. Because yeah, because like the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games were quite popular. Um, I, I played. I, I, I'll let you talk about this in a second, TL. I, I played mm-hmm. it a bit. Um, it struck me as like, what if, uh, what if Dark Souls but Destiny? Like yep. it, it's very multiplayer focused, very online focused. Uh, this idea of like. You know, you're going to do a run, you're going to get loot, uh, you have a, a central hub camp that has, like, teleportation things to, like, different discrete levels. Um, it, it's more like, it's it's like Warhammer Vermintide in that mm-hmm. way, but it's like Destiny, but if you couldn't look at the loot, well, I guess you can't do that in Destiny, yeah, you can't see the loot until you take it back to the tower, so it's yeah. exactly like Destiny. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is one of my biggest complaints, is, like, <laughs> it, during the missions, you're collecting all this loot, and then you have to like check in at camp you have to check a different treasure chest like oh that's what i got it's this uh awesome shield or whatever Uh, it also does this thing where like checkpoints will appear and you will have the option like do i activate the checkpoint or do i increase loot rarity and i didn't realize when i was faced with one of these options that it was timed and i ran out of time before i could activate the checkpoint and like all right keep going and then uh get killed and like Oh, yeah, this is where I was ages ago. I don't really want to finish this level now. I have a complaint about the checkpointing system in addition to that, which is like, I, 
that's kind of cool to me. It's like, imagine a Dark Souls game with the whole thing is risk reward, but if they explicitly were like, hey, we're going to increase the, the quality of loot if you just pass this fire up. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem I had is we went to record the show and I was like three quarters of the way through a mission and I'm like, great, I'm just going to quit out here and there's an auto save and it's like, ah, no, it's it's like you're going to have to leave and go back to hub and lose all your progress. Yeah, yeah like, there's no sh- way to save mid-level, which is a little no, disappointing no. because, again, it's very co-op focused and it expects that you will have other players along whose experience you would disrupt if you saved and quit now. That's true. Yeah. It's really bad. Like, uh, I, I... My thing with a and d game, right? With any D&D game... And I even, I think I tweeted it, it's like, I'm going to go play, uh, uh, freaking, uh, not, uh, oh, I can't think of the name, uh, Pills of Eternity, right? I just, like, mm. the thing with a and d game, like, you should be able to encompass, encompass, like, have everything that's a D&D experience, like, the customizable characters, or, like, being able to do these, like, these campaigns, like, different ways. But, I, okay, I get it, you want to do the Destiny-like thing. But that's not even fun. Like, I, I put a clip on Twitter. Uh, <sighs> like, I'm in this, I am literally doing like this goblin raid. I am firing arrows at enemies. They yeah. are not even looking at me. They don't register. The AI can't register a ranged attacks <laughs> past a certain distance. Cause I was playing as Drizzed and they would pick me up cause his, you gotta be fairly close to do those but yeah it's kate right is the, is yeah, the archer was, you literally have an archer character whose whole build is like shoot from far away and it's like they don't recognize that you're there and you're just you shot like eight times in a row and they didn't do anything you didn't do anything and then like when they die they fly off like poochie and like the <laughs> sips it just like straight up like i have to go now my planet needs me like it's it's not good um i don't like like you said because it is a destiny and it's like Doing that third person like camera, like so the camera's awful. Yeah, yeah. I kept getting attacked from behind, and and I know they put those arrows so that you should theoretically be able to see that, but I never could quite tell when there was someone attacking me from behind. The camera could use work. Yeah. yeah. Um. This, I, I don't like. I don't know if I I want to see what this. I was gonna say like maybe like in like when they do updates to this game, it'll be good. But I I don't know. Like I I just don't know who this is for because I I. I don't know. I don't know if like Vermintide had a huge player base, but like a D and D Destiny where you can't even like like create your own characters. Like even if you gave us like subclasses, it'd be like, "Hey, here are the subclasses, and you can make your own." Maybe that would be interesting. I get why they didn't do that though, because they're tying with famous characters and famous mm-hmm. archetypes that are established in their fiction. You know, like you don't. I, I think you also don't fuck the, with Drizzed. the the previous Dark Alliance games were like here's some pre-made characters you don't you didn't make your own unless it was right. the, the rpgs of course but yeah dark alliance was different it's weird though because there there are like several D systems here that the tutorial doesn't bother telling you about so mm. like you can tell certain things are dice rolls or like i would um so, so there's one level one of the first missions you go on there's this like ice on the ground that will damage yes. you yeah they don't tell unless, you unless yeah. unless you walk near a torch i, I found and that get, out by dying yeah, you get a warmth effect and then you can walk over it. And so all you see is like this little like UI thing on the left, like warmth. And and I'm like, okay, that's some kind of status effect because it's, I know D&D, but like they don't ever tell you about that, right? And you're just like, okay, yeah. I'm, now I'm I'm doing, I'm assuming it's also got like D&D branding everywhere. Like the, the font is straight up out of like the source books for D&D. And so that part I'm like interested in. And even though like, yeah, there's... There's a lot of weird jank to this game. Like I tried like jumping on ledges and you just sort of weirdly float 
there if you're close mm. enough. There's there's some stuff like that, but I'm like, it does feel a little bit flip. I'm like, I kind of want to see where the story goes because I do like these characters, like they're established I'm, characters, but it's. I'm, hmm. I'm way out of my element here. Is this something that can be patched or fixed, or is this does it, this yes, thing have like but also, permanent problems? It's free to most people because it's on Game Pass. So yeah. it's one of those things where you're yeah. like, okay, you know, check it out. I, you know, I don't know. Like I said, if if you're really dying for a very specific version of Destiny, maybe when they fix stuff. Give this a shot. I, this is, I, I played it for a while and I deleted it. I literally called my roommate in. I was like, Hey, look at the, I deleted this off the Xbox. I did not enjoy myself that's, whatsoever that's, that's with it. Probably gonna, that's gonna be probably a weird thing with Game Pass as we move forward too. Cause I remember when I downloaded Outriders, I'm like, this shouldn't have been released. I, it's free and that's nice, but like this, wow, did you want people to pay for this game? It's not ready yet. But I can't, I can't, I can't slag it because like I didn't prove anything for it. But that's that's the thing. But even even like if this game wasn't on Game Pass and they were trying to do a you know, full price thing, I, Michael, I think you you might have said you saw it in the Steam store. How much did it cost? Forty bucks. So even if it, even if you're paying full price, it's not full price. <laughs> I, I would have said like, yeah, this feels like a thirty to forty yeah. level game. You know, it's yeah. it's. You know, it's it's published by Wizards of the Coast, by the way. So yeah. it, it is has yeah. that direct association. I really wish, and I think you're right, Matt. Like I think I'm coming from like having recently played the original Sin, never, yeah, original Sin two, uh, which was on Game Pass last year. Then they put both pillars on Game Pass last year. Who are like yeah. these are like traditional like RPGs that are yeah, using so, that like, D20 like CRPG system. model, very classic, right. like yeah. So like that's not what this is at all. This, that's this not what is, it is uh, at all. But yeah, I even think brawler. I even think doing the Destiny thing, it's not fun. Like the combat's not fun. Like it's just I did not enjoy any of it. I really, really didn't like it. I really didn't yeah. Like th- I mean, there's there's some systems with the combat that I just felt like I never had to engage. So so by the way, in addition to the Souls like thing of oh checkpoint or increase your loot value. Um, and the checkpoints are like literally fires, just like, you know, mm-hmm. Dark Souls. But, um, the combat is mapped to your shoulder buttons, just, yeah. just like a Souls game, right? But then there are some systems there, like, okay, after you do an attack, you can immediately press X button and it'll, it'll modify the attack, which uses a part of this ultimate gauge that you're charging. So again, Destiny, like in that, in that regard, you have these two special abilities that are on constant recharge. And so you try to use them. But so there, there, there's systems with the combat, but what I always found is like, it's 10 times faster if I just go light, 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 heavy attack. And then, and then you know, one shot combo them and, and stuff like that. Like, and I made the mistake on my first mission. I, I saw the rewards and I'm like, Oh, I, I can go in, you know, there's like 10 difficulty levels. I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go in at three. You know, that should be fine. <laughs> I quickly learned, like, don't do that. It, it is a bit like destiny. Like I got hit twice and died. Like at those higher difficulties, I think you have to be a certain gear score or something like that. So just kind of go with the default at first. But so there's stuff, there's stuff here going on. And I just just wish it had come together a little better and a little cleaner. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, ignorant here. Was this something I just haven't seen people this disappointed in a game that I had never heard of. The the initial trailer had a lot of buzz. It was like, uh, it was a Game Awards trailer, and it had, like, Drizzt running around, and it was, like, the camera pointed at his chin, and he's running, just slaughtering dudes, and might as well have been an Andrew W.K. music video or some shit like that, but yeah, it's, but um... Yeah, Drizzt is, is a hugely popular character. Uh, yes. Dark Alliance, yes. like, that that had a really big fan base back in the day. I think people were just really excited to see it coming back. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. R.A. Salvatore is, mm-hmm. is this like famous writer who who wrote like a series of Driz books that are like probably the most popular D and D fiction out there. So it, it's it's known characters, and that's why I say like if you love the character, because I've I've played bad licensed games that I'm like I'm tolerating this because I love these characters and yeah, something to be said for that. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like I look at it like I I don't give a shit about the drag about the Dungeons and Dragons like pre prefab lore. Like the yeah. like the my my what I love about Dungeons and Dragons is, is making up dumb stories with my friends, right? So like my lore is completely different than what the Dungeons and Dragons lore is. So like this isn't a game for me because I I literally could give a shit about it. What you just said, and again I've worked on D D game. I worked on Neverwinter. Mm-hmm. What you just said though is I think one of the reasons D D games aren't they should be the biggest thing they should be the biggest series in rpgs right because it's like this is the first name in rpgs but i think what you just said is the reason the video games have never been that successful is it's like well dnd is all about making up my own stories and playing around the table with other people versus video games where it's like here's this story we're presenting to you and i, I think people the same reason love, a warcraft movie can't work people love the world yeah. of dnd and they love that you know exploring and, and doing their own things inside of it not necessarily like they don't care so much about like stories that are told mm-hmm. about, yeah it's like the difference between playing with legos and using a lego kit right yeah, like totally. lego kits are nice but like if i make my own thing with legos like that's what i'm going to cherish and love yes you're right yeah yeah no no one says i'm just going to like yeah pr- play pretend with a pre-assembled lego kit like <laughs> there's got to be some rich kid out there that pays other people to put his lego sets together but uh and, I and yet like talking about the the established stories like as a, someone who, as a kid, like read all these Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance novels and stuff like that, it is weird to find out that, like, oh yeah, no, they're still making those. They're still building off of the stories that were told, like, back in the eighties and nineties, and uh, you know, now now it's like hundreds of years later, canonically in the Forgotten Realms, and this has happened, and this has happened, and this this iconic wizard died and came back and died again, and. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's like comics. It's like if you haven't been reading Marvel for twenty years and you find it like, oh, this is what's happening. Yeah, Drizzt injured himself rehearsing a fight for the fifth movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it happens sure. to the best of us. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, Chris Street well, Date Breaker, <laughs> tell us about uh, Mario Golf. <laughs> when this Rush. goes up, uh, Mario Kart. What is it? Mario Golf. Mario, Mario Golf. Golf. Super Rush. Yeah, this. Do you guys know Mario Golf, Michael? You said you weren't familiar with this. Series. I like Mario. I, Golf. I am familiar that there is a series. I just haven't ever played any of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that. I, know, that. I love. I, don't Cam- blame I love Camelot. Yeah, is it made by Camelot? Uh, I believe uh, so. Maybe. I believe this is also. I believe this one is also Camelot. Yeah, and this this interests me because it's bringing back like the single pl- the the uh, RPG mode. RPG stuff. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just cracking it open, and you know, played a couple hours. I love Mario Golf, and again, I hate fucking golf. I hate it. I hate the sport. It's a waste of <laughs> real estate and water, and it sucks. And rich people are dumb. And uh, yeah, I don't like golf at all. But like, this is Nintendo style, so it's both relaxing and uh, sped up and arcadified. I just I haven't seen how it actually all works just yet. Have you did you see the Super Rush mode? Yeah, I, I was going to ask yeah. you like how much like of that is incorporated into the, just the standard I'm playing. Not when I say standard, it's still Mario Golf, so it's you know a, a ton. But but like there's like just a rock stupid like Mario Kart 
50 cc version and then there's like the adventure mode and the adventure mode is both like i don't want to hear another hammer brother talk for the rest of my life i have never <laughs> heard what they, they sounded like before i hate them it's a little slow and you walk animal crossing speed around here but you know eventually you unlock a bunch of challenges and it's fucking great yeah but yeah it does super rush mode is a thing you do all the time now in order to uh give you something to do in i think that'll be the weird thing for pre-existing fans uh mario golf sort of like jumped you from you know your to your ball to your ball and now you're getting to play in between and it's weird it's like it, it is mario kart um you have a dash button <laughs> you have special powers um it's just that like i'm i can only play in single player and like nobody has pre- presented any kind of a challenge at all uh mm-hmm. i am sprinting way far ahead of them but it is also the adventure mode where I am controlling my own stats and have built out my dash and speed, which is fucking rad, by the way, because the previous Mario Mario Golf was just very straightforward. It didn't have any mode like this. How does it do the scoring, though? Like, because traditional golf is, like, fewest strokes. Like, do they incorporate mm-hmm. the speed somehow to that round? Like, oh, well, you uh, got done first. So. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, you have dash modes, and you can, like, actively fuck with people on the fairway. <laughs> you can dash through... Uh, you can dash through... Um, Ops, like hazards, uh, you, like you can run through the rough or a bunker at like full speed, or you can just take out your opponents. <laughs> and uh, I don't, but I don't know what challenge that presents because there's I, I've been presented with so many different challenges. I think eventually they're gonna, there's going to be a time challenge with competent AI players, and it's going to be pretty fun. But I can't play. I can't wait to see how it works online because it is kind of madness, and it's the ultimate. Nintendofication of this sport, whereas you are constantly doing something in this golf game instead of just uh, apparating to your ball. <laughs> uh, now I don't know, but I, I had I found it very hard to get away from, and it got its difficulty escalated pretty quickly in a way that I really appreciated because it's like here's normal fairways and like all right here's a bunch of thwomps and you're gonna have to use a lot of tornadoes to get up hit your ball up these upper tiers and like wow. Uh, the super curve is, I think, new, but like curving your ball after the shots. I mean, you can curve your ball. My character can curve their ball four times so I can zip around multiple trees, <laughs> but I haven't, I can't do it successfully yet because it's all done via the analog stick and it's really difficult. There's, I haven't used the practice round enough yet, but it's really difficult to gauge how far and how fast you're doing it. But so far, I think it's great. It's, uh, I, th- I think it's going to be better than the 3DS Mario Golf. Wow. And Excellent. just because just I think it's got more longevity to it. And I didn't like uh, Aces, if any of you guys were fans of I, Mario I liked Tennis. Aces, but my complaint about Aces, two things, is the the AI difficulty was kind of had weird spikes during the campaign. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is super easy. And holy shit, I can't get past this one match. But then also, like, like a lot of Mario sports games, it ends up feeling pretty bare bones. Because like, that campaign wasn't very mm-hmm. substantial or long. And you're just like, okay, other than this, it's just... Versus mode. That, that's the only challenge I'm going to get. Eh, I'm not going to stick around for that. So that's yeah, I, I've been going back and forth to whether this feels bare bones or not. But like, you can't really unlock anything unless you're playing the RPG mode, which I'm going to guess is a couple hours. I am right. level 26 in, <laughs> in in the RPG okay. mode. Oh wow. Okay. And I'm nowhere near maxing myself out yet. Right. Well, that's what like was really cool about the old Camelot, G, uh, the Game Boy Color, uh, Mario Golf and Mario Tennis is like because. Camelot would do a lot 
to make those modes very, you know, intriguing. Like, this is the game I'm, I am, when you guys listen to this episode, I will have already had this game downloaded. I will be playing this game. I cannot wait to play this game. Uh, mainly because of the studio. Like, I, I love Camelot yeah, if stuff. You're, if you're a new player, you should just go to adventure mode and it'll teach you everything. Mm. But you can just jump into a golf game. If I really can. loved Golf Story on Switch because yeah. it was made in the mold of, of the old GBC Mario Golf. I think, I think I, I wanted to see them do a little, some more wacky stuff like that, but some of the training stuff had like, you know, less, less going for par, but like hit a target with different point values. Yeah. Um, that's, that's neat. And yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, I really dig it so far. I think I'm going to like, I think it's going to be the first Nintendo game I try and play with my dad. Oh, oh nice. nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, golf's about yeah. all he can play, and he doesn't like it that much. I I did see the uh, like a, a commercial for this playing on Cartoon Network, and like the Nintendo's commercials, I don't know. There's like something really kind of neat and also kind of lame about them that they're mostly about like these family scenarios where like these kids are playing golf, and like the dad comes like, "Hey, kids, you playing golf?" It's like, "Oh, this isn't your lame ass golf, Dad. Fuck off." That's the commercial. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just going to be like a no. like a bizarrely multicultural family. Like, how those how that black family have an Asian kid? This this is great. <laughs> uh, that's how I see all Nintendo commercials. I've never seen them like get an attitude or anything. No, it's it's no. not really an attitude. It's just like, well, it's Mario Golf, Dad, and you can rush and do all the and there's an RPG that you can play as your your me and. It's golf has changed. If this was the nineties, that dad's outfit would have changed by the end of the commercial into like a pro golfer with like the uh-huh. short pants yeah. and the big or or it would have looked like a, a cigar exploded in his I'm face. I'm ready yeah. to play too, kids. <laughs> yeah, yes. it would open with him in the golf like let's play golf. Like get out, dad. We're playing Mario yeah. Golf. Yeah. But then the end of the commercial, he would have had a mohawk and been like punk version of that because right. like yes. oh, dad's cool now. He played our game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, I should uh, write commercials. It's, it's in weird. The There's only one review up, and it's a Famitsu magazine article, but it seems hmm. to be doing okay. Is it, is it the, the, the rare Famitsu 40? Did he get the 40? No, it's a 33 out of 40, uh, which, is, which is Famitsu gold. What are you talking about? Uh, that's well, <laughs> 33. That's not, it's not a real video game. It should be a 40 out of 40. I, I, I get that it's not for everybody, but I, I'm saying yeah. this to people like, I am not a golf person. I really hate it, like on a, on a just a visceral and philosophical level, mm. but this is... This is why Nintendo sports games exist. I respect it from a distance. I personally am terrible at the game, and but I can respect like it's one of the hardest things to do. But I love video golf games. I've always loved video golf games. I've played Lynx games on PC for crud's sake. I could, yeah, I mean? I'm so old. I couldn't stop thinking of that Mr. Show Jeepers Creepers song where like <laughs> a, a character was getting stoned and playing video game golf all the time. And that was a punchline in the mid nineties. The idea of playing a video game golf game, a game, which they were putting out on fucking laser discs. Cause they required that little interaction. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, but if you don't know, yeah, Mario golf is all about the most interaction, the same way it yes. like jazzed up active time battles. I love top spin and backspin. Your ball can brief you can decide whether your ball wants to do backspin roll further or a uh, backspin make it stop as soon as it hits something and it sets the grass on fire which to be fair some of, some of the tiger woods games on the wii were that mm-hmm. as well they got really yeah. arcadey and really well i mean fun. that's what that's what i was about to say it's like that was like that was kind of the thing with the tiger woods games why there was never really a big version of like the golf games is because 
the Tiger Woods games were like really wacky. And I remember, yeah, they like, have modes. Were they? Yeah, yeah they, they, they had modes that would get super wacky. They were super wacky, and like they did, they didn't take golf too seriously. Like I, because I remember like playing the games like 2002, 2003, like back when uh, there was that big boy golf movie. I forgot that came out. Like I forgot the name of it, but like a lot of those styles, like it would be in the EA game. So like you would, ha- you'd be like. Oh. It's a golfer, but also in like baggy jeans and a flip upside down visor, right? Like yeah. it's just like, oh, these these games are just fun. Like they just golf. But games the gear had <laughs> stats. They were RPGs. Like your gear yeah. had stats in the Tiger Woods uh, game. The, the movie is called Who's Your Caddy? Oh, that's oh right. Who's gosh. Your Caddy? Uh, hey, look, those were the movies that we had. But or, no, I'm, but, I'm doing my best norm here, Chris. Or or, or crappy Gilmore is what we call it. Crappy Gilmore. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, I, I think something about golf games, like you said, like, Chris, like, I, I will watch golf, not super happily, but I will watch golf. But something about a golf game, a good golf game, you're just like, yeah, this is fun, and I can just have fun, and I don't have to worry about, like, the actual parts about golf that are, that sucks. That are dumb, and, and I play it, it's the only thing I play like Mario Kart, where I will exhaust every single player option. Um, just because all the challenges are really fun and really novel, and they have a, again, a great way of shaking things up. I feel like I'm trying to uh, uh, sell newcomers on it. I know I don't really need need to do that, but it's it to me, it's the best game out this week. How about that? One of my favorite games of the year so far. Haven't played that many. To, I feel to like completion. you nailed what the Wii version would have been. It would have been Mario Golf. Shake it up. That's they just... very much have motion control options, of course they do. and of course I. They do. I ignore them, I've ignored them and I will continue to ignore them. Uh, but it's, it, to me, it's bliss. It, you, you turn on a podcast and play, play the shit at a Mario Golf. Uh, my buddy Adam of Padukin, I encourage you to check out Padukin and pa- he just streamed, um, the Mario Kart arcade game, which yeah. I, I was trying to tell him, Mario, like, yeah, GP. Dude, GP. if I hadn't gone to Japan, you have the second Mario, your arcade has the second Mario Kart arcade game I've ever seen. It is not. It is not very prevalent in this state. He's like, really? Okay, stream the shit out of it, dude. And he did. And it was wonderful. But uh, yeah, I just want to give Adam a light plug because we're both big Mario Golf fans. And uh, online isn't open yet, but I can't wait because I think that's when Super Rush Mode is going to become just chaos. Running into people, knocking people, knocking. I don't think you can knock people over in the middle of their shot, but you sort of you hit the ball and then you have to run to it, and then it becomes like Mario Kart on foot, Sonic R, but on a golf course. Nice. Anyway, I'm I, I'm done. A <laughs> right. uh, couple, few more things came out this week. Uh, some of them we have played, some of them we haven't. I did play Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX, which is a beautiful remake of Alex Kidd in Miracle World, the Sega Master System game. The uh, the original Sega mascot. Pre-song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the 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 only bad part is that it's a remake of uh, Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Uh, not a remake, a, a remaster. It's, it does like the Monkey Island thing where you can either look at it with uh, amazing new graphics or the original graphics. And, uh, yeah, they, I think, I think they did a great job with it. Unfortunately, the underlying game is one that, like, I would always play this at demo kiosks and get frustrated within the first 30 seconds because, uh, it begins with you just, like, falling down a pit filled with blocks. And there are some dragons flying around. And if you brush up against any part of the dragons, if your toe touches the tip of a dragon's scale, you will die immediately and get to watch 
your uh, haloed ghost flap up toward heaven, and then you start at the top again. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, eventually you learn to time your punches right so that you don't immediately die. But, um, it's a little bit frustrating, but beautiful to look at. Ab- like, just absolutely beautifully animated pixel art. Yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, so if you enjoy Alex Kidd and Miracle World, or you have any affection for that character? By all means, grab this immediately. I want to. Cha- I want to challenge some of our listeners to uh, name their child Alex Kidd. Doesn't matter <laughs> what the gender is. It, it's one of those video game references you can hide in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Alex Kidd Raparez. It's right up there with <laughs> Keith Courage. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Like, hey, Keith Courage. You find any alpha zones lately? Uh, yeah, like, Alex Kidd, have fun in Shinobi World. <laughs> Good luck finding a bully who is that versed in Master System <laughs> games. <laughs> uh, I'm a nerd, but also an asshole. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Patreon.com. And a little easier to recommend Ender Lilies, which came out. Um, I know it's on Steam. I'm not sure if it's on anything else. Uh, again, beautifully animated uh, Metroidvania that takes some of its uh, visual cues from Dark Souls. You play as a little girl, the White Priestess Lily, uh, who is it just looks like this, uh, you know, like bright white dress, everything phantom uh, against this like very uh, desolate uh, world filled with all these undead crawling around. Uh, your attacks are all these guardian spirits that want to protect you. So, like, you start out, there's a, uh, a a knight that just, like, tries to explain your situation. It's like, oh, you're amnesiac? Maybe if you see what's going on outside, you can uh, recover some of your memories. And then, uh, you know, it's like the first boss that you defeat is this nun that was supposed to protect you. And then, like, uh, okay, well, I, I killed you in your, your horrible corruption, but now your spirit is... Uh, a secondary attack where you appear and, and swing a, a huge ball and chain around. Um, it's on Switch, by the way, as well. Oh, it's on Switch? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Switch, Switch, and PC. But looks looks great. Uh, really fun, uh, satisfying combat, fun exploration. Uh, yeah. If you like Neat. Metroidvanias, check it out. So Michael likes the Enders game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I, I also do like Enders game, the novel. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were mispronouncing the actress's name from Who Plays the Wasp. Oh. Uh, but oh, <laughs> never Ender, mind. Never mind. Look, I tabled Ender my Lily. joke, but Matt got his in there. I got. I, I worked it in. <laughs> right. Yours worked better. <laughs> uh, there's also, like, uh, there's a couple games we haven't been able to play because they come out later in the week. Uh, there's an Olympic uh, tie-in game, which, man, those games. Like, I don't think I've ever played one of those official Olympic tie-in games, but they mm. certainly appear every generation. So, uh, but this one has it, Sonic in it. You no, different. Sonic. No, I mean it is Sega, but it's no, no, no Sonic. Oh, it so does? That was that was part of that Sonic um, direct that oh, they had. Boy. Oh, Actual boy. Sonic the Hedgehog, like a guy in a Sonic suit, is in this Olympic game. So this is not Mario and Mario and Sonic oh. go to Olympic games. Actual Sonic. Oh, like a in, mascot. Gotcha. Yeah, like he's wearing like the big Sonic mascot suit. I, I can't wait to see him luge. <laughs> <laughs> they should just have him taking out the garbage like that Sonic meme. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think I uh, think Daniel Riendo over uh, at Fanbyte did like a, a, a video of like Sonic doing all these different sports, including judo, where people are not wearing shoes, but Sonic is wearing shoes. 
has cheated. <laughs> unfair. Like, unfair. Like, that's, yeah. That was like, unfair advantage. This is unfair. Yeah. You read Archie comics. That's where his power comes from. Not fair to bring into a judo fight. Uh, man. Um, so that that's one that we haven't had a chance to play. Legend of Mana, the, the PS1 remake, came out later in the week. And then a game that's been getting a ton of buzz. In fact, uh, Bamco, Bandai Namco, did their entire E3 show about around it. Scarlet Nexus. Yes. I, I keep hearing uh, people really love Scarlet Nexus, and they say it's quite anime uh, tl is this one on your radar uh absolutely it's on i mean come on dude of course it's on my radar <laughs> um but yeah no i'm i'm very i'm very interested to see more about scarlet I'd like to actually get my hands on scarlet nexus uh i might wait a little bit uh i'm just like action i'm action rpg'd out uh especially yeah. with Namco <laughs> action rpg like like maybe i'll take a small break from that but like i know scarlet nexus people have been waiting for it for a while it's the tales of people just doing a more action-y thing than they typically do. Right. 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 And, like, I think that this was... If this had came to Game Pass, I might have given it a shot. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it, everybody who's played it... See, it, it is... It is it's a solid 8 out of eight out of 10. So it'll be one of those games where people will really love it, and then people won't. That's literally how it will be. And that's mm. fine. It's fine. We're, it's good that we have games like that. I also want to mention, uh, partly because it's getting some some really good ratings, there's a game called Cruelty Squad. It's out on Steam. And I know this is uh, highly regarded by a bunch of the people I follow on Twitter. It's got currently 1,694 user reviews on Steam and a perfect 10 out of 10 score. Ooh. It is 20 bucks. You watch a video of it, like, it, it, it compares it to, like, Deus Ex and stuff, but, like, the video, the footage of it, it's, it's a fucking eyesore. <laughs> it looks like, and it, on purpose, on purpose, it looks like, uh, late, if you turned late 90s web design aesthetics into a shooter, and, like, with, with, like, bright green text on purple backgrounds, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I downloaded it. I will give it a shot. Uh, if it's as good as they say, we will talk about it on next week's show, uh, a bit. Oh, yeah. I see, I see this aesthetic yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Woo. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's hard to look at. We, we call that Prodigy Core. That's a Prodigy Core aesthetic. Prodigy right Core? Right, yeah. Good to know. I, I, I just made that up, but that's what I'm sure. going to call it. All right. Like the 90s web service or online service Prodigy? That's how old I am, motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. Yeah, I really thought you were talking about the smack my pitch up guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. Michael knew. I knew yeah. Michael would. Uh, of course. What's on Prodigy? That's where I learned how to d give people death threats over Mystery Science Theater <laughs> Thousand opinions. As long as you learn <laughs> somewhere, it's an you, you know what this looks like skill. to me is it looks like Hypnospace Outlaw. It's got that same yeah. vibe of yeah. like, hey, we're reminiscing about the early '90s internet. Mm -hmm. Except this is a dystopian future where you're like a soulless assassin for some corporation. Anyway. Perfect. Yep. Uh, let's, are we done with the new releases? I believe so. All right, let's uh, move yeah, along that's it. to... We're back just like PAX West is back and in person in September. September 3rd through 6th, right. who's going to be there in person? I'm going around to the Dave Matthews Band show. Okay, so here's the thing uh, that just came out. 
quote I like before we recorded. Uh, they're not requiring they're not requiring people to be vaccinated to go to this day. Whoa. So wait, wait, wait. They're not they're not requiring to be vaccinated, or they're not checking ID or checking vaccine cards. Like big two big. They're not requiring people to be vaccinated. That's like the thing what? that's come out. Yeah, dude, it's not great. No, it's that's not, not great. No. <laughs> I mean, the reality is the former of like saying, hey, you have to promise to be vaccinated, wink, wink, is sort of yeah. unenforceable, so whatever. It's, it's, like, it's not enforceable, and yeah. Jesus Christ, PAX people can figure out how to fake a vaccine card. I don't know why they would right. or who would go. But again, we talked about it on bonus time. Like These people won't. We don't need to worry about them anymore. Anyway, yeah. no, no, I don't mean that. I, yeah. I Never mind. But I would say this. I, I'll say this. Um, I don't know if PAX, like, I, I was very much like, oh, man, PAX, because it's usually PAX West is usually around my birthday. I have a very fondness for PAX. I get to see a lot of my friends there. Um, however, I'm not going to act like PAX isn't known, like, for PAX Pox or, like, when, when, uh, when, <laughs> even in the best of times, he'll get yeah. you sick. Well, I, I would even say like the swine, f- like when swine flu was popping off, like the, the, the most I heard about people getting swine flu was like from a PAX East. I will say, uh, being in an airport and it's actually a couple different airports in the past week has reminded me of something that I had kind of forgotten, which is I really fucking hate being in giant buildings f- crowded with people. Yep. Yeah, that's my other yes. thing. <laughs> my other thing. I, I was telling somebody why I love the idea of PAX. I like the things I like about being at PAX is going to see my friends mm-hmm. and game works and like watching a panel, which you could just stream now. I literally, literally going on the show floor. I have no interest in that. Now, I'm also going to be 35 when this PAX happens, so that might be another thing. But I have no interest in being in the show floor. I have no interest in being, like, crammed in those lines. None of that's appealing to me. Yeah, I I, I would want to go, but, like, my need to be safe supersedes my need to play werewolf in public. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's it's fun. That's a good Um, thanks joke. So, I, I... Maybe... What I would push for everybody, maybe this isn't the packs you go to. Maybe you wait a year. Let 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 the ones who want to go to this packs now go to this packs, and then you go. Now, ha- now, hang on. One. How cheap is it? <laughs> <Can I? laughs> well, it's it's not. It's two hundred fifty for the the pass for the weekend it's, pass. It's wait. It's how much? Two fifty. Fuck that. I'm sorry. Also, like, oh, so here's yeah. the here's the real question: is it's only going to be as successful as uh, exhibitors, you know. Like, yeah, I know PAX is about more about camaraderie, camaraderie than the, than the show floor. But like, I don't know how many publishers have been prepping and ready to be like, I'm going to show the game at PAX West because right. I was planning on that happening this year. Like, that's yeah. Like, uh, do you have a demo ready? Holy shit! Like, right. It's not that many months away. I don't. I don't like. I don't want to like weigh in and like this is madness because like the reality, like the reality in my world is that things are opening. And I'm opening up too, and it feels good. Mm. And by the time PAX is going to happen, we'll know if that was a bad thing or not. I'm not saying uh, a part of me still feels irresponsible. I walked into market down Juneteenth. I walked into an establishment without a mask for the first time. And it was just because I forgot. And uh, then nobody corrected me because no one else had any masks. Mm. It was the first time that's happened in, 15 months we're going to see it soon you're right though because like i went to the gym today and it's like Mm -hmm. technically i think we're still supposed to be wearing masks inside 
Yeah, I still and, wear and my no mask. No one was, and they all looked at me like I was a freak for wearing mine. I'm like, no. yeah, I've been getting looked at like an asshole for a while, and you know, I've even been to a bar, an outside bar. Um, but but yeah, things are gonna start opening up, and unless something really bad happens, there's a. I think there's a. I think an over fifty percent chance packs will be fine. The reason why I I I caution people is. As things are opening up, we are seeing some more stuff like, um, again, we're in the middle of the NBA Finals right now, and Chris Paul, who is a player for the Phoenix Suns, like he had to, like he had to miss the last three games because of COVID. Because of COVID, you got like, COVID. He three baby. He, yeah. he got he it it is it is not confirmed he got COVID, but they they um, have tested every player that's left in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. the guy who they pulled off for COVID protocols um, is, and there's only one other person who got coat, like only one player got COVID and they pulled him off for COVID protocol. Um, but like, we're also seeing like these stadiums know. are filling back up. Like it just be cautious. I would tell people if you're going to go, no, just be get, cautious. get vaccinated. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes. Because ev- everything I've read and, I'm, and, and the science changes all the time, by the way, that's one thing, uh, anti-vaxxers and, and conspiracy theorists, science can change as we learn more. That's just part mm-hmm. of science. But like so far, all the results are even against the Delta variant, which is supposed to be the really contagious one from India yeah. that, that, you know, they weren't right. sure if you're vaccinated, chances are you will you will not be hospitalized and the death rates are like pretty much the people being hospitalized and dying right now of COVID, no matter where you live, mostly are people who are non-vaccinated like that. Right. Is, that is just what all the studies are showing. And it's like, yeah, so, but it doesn't, doesn't make you indestructible your if you're vaccinated. There's no downside. I think shit. I'm, I'm what month is this? I'm three, four months vaxxed. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd be showing signs of something. Um, just, just do it. Matt and I said it on the bonus show. Because there's people out there who will not get vaccinated. They they won't get vaccinated to protect themselves, and they definitely won't do anything to protect you. So you have to protect yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. that's that's where we're at. We're gonna like Joe Biden's uh, uh, thing in the U.S. of trying to reach like was seventy percent. Like it's it's He's now officially not miss going to the seventy percent goal by July fourth. But it's like yep. by a few percentage points. You know, it's yeah b- because assholes because of that thirty yeah. percent of America who think. Who <laughs> think they should get everything they want? Yeah. Well, and... if I'm not magnetic, Chris, from the vaccine, then explain <laughs> to me how I can fit these nail clippers in my mouth. <laughs> explain to me. Why do I have to explain to that woman why she's sticky and slimy? I like, know. I love that clip. It's like, yeah. We just explain to me why I can put it on my forehead. Oh, explain to me why I can put on my. Explain to me why I can put this ID card on my forehead. <laughs> Look, I know, lady, but the, the good news is your church is open and they can put all the snakes you want on you. I have a running joke on Twitter that Parks and Rec was a documentary. And I just, yes. I will just go on C-SPAN and any of these, and like, like, Michael Shearer, I, I guess you were just like, you, I was like, oh, this guy's a comedic genius. No, you just went to a thing. It's like, oh, these people are are certifiable. I'm just going to steal what they're saying. Can I please be your... I want to be your pert happily. And we now go to TL, who will, who will talk. You know that they know they're lying because you can feel the difference when something is sticking to you because you're sweaty versus magnetism. Feel There's a force to it, you idiots. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Like, yeah, You know what else sticks to me? My fucking mask, and I'm tired of it. Yes. So get, get vaxxed. It's free. It's awesome. 
And if you didn't hear our bonus time, it really is nice to go out and like see people again. Yes. Um, very, very valued. And, and, and if you also, if you didn't hear it, you have no idea how much you've been overcharged by all these fucking awful apps. Um, <laughs> restaurants are cheaper than ever. You never need to see people if you're tweeting all day because uh, Twitter published their list of most tweeted about games so far this oh. year, as well as most tweeted about during E3. We got the list. And I'm not even looking, but I'm just cyberpunk. <laughs> no. No. It's not even on the list. Now, remember, we've, we've done these before. These, these games will think... Casual and mobile, and you will probably Roblox come up with most lawsuit. Of this. Mm-hmm. Number one, Genshin Impact. Number two, Matt's game of the year, Apex Legends. All right, we got Apex Legends. Uh, good game. It's really number good game. three, Ensemble Stars. I think that must be a mobile game. It's, number it, four, it's the best. I don't know what you guys' problem is. It's just awesome. in general, Final Fantasy. Just Final Fantasy. Yeah. All of the Final Fantasy. <laughs> Not Seven. being there. That's yeah. all the tweets are. Why is it Final Fantasy uh, uh, sixteen here? Please, yeah. God. That's Probably also tweet. talking about Seven Remake fourteen. Yeah. That, that yeah, the, that new demo that tweets. came out that we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Uh, so yeah. Animal Crossing high up there. Okay, makes sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knives Out. There's a Knives Out game. Huh? Is it a Knives Out game? How do they know if they're tweeting about the game and not the movie? It, it's Scott Pilgrim DLC. This is Sorry. what I think it's like a Battle Royale game. In, oh. in oh. Uh, Fortnite, number seven. Number Never seven, Fortnite. I would have thought higher. Monhan, number eight, represent. Yep. Um, we've done this. This Best is a game before on these lists. Fate slash Grand Order at number nine. So I know a lot about anime. I don't know shit about fate. That is like a, a thing that is a blind so, eye to me. I, I was introduced to that series when it came to PSP. And like there was a fighting game and I had to review it. And so I uh-huh. looked into it and it's just like, oh, this started as porn. This was yeah. an arrow game. <laughs> and uh, it somehow a became what? one of the most popular mobile games on earth. Yeah, it's like the fate series. It's weird. Like even yeah. like anime wise, like there's like. I think at least seven different franchise splits off. That's not Fate mm-hmm. Stay Night, which is the most famous one. Yeah, like, I think that, that was the first one, Stay Night. And all I know about it is, all I really remember is, like, King Arthur is reincarnated as a hot blonde woman named Saber and fucks a teenager. Yeah, uh, I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Yeah. Apparently popular. And uh, number 10, a game that Notch, the creator, said was dead. He's wrong because it's number 10 most tweeted about. Minecraft is the oh, yeah. still, still, still up there. very popular. <laughs> they, I, I'm seeing ads for the Minecraft Legos, which seems redundant to me. They put Sonic in <laughs> Minecraft, and yes. I am. It's, it's like Minecraft, but incredibly expensive. So, but here's the list I think that will sound more familiar to us. This is the most talked about games from E3. They got a top five here. All right. And I'd like you guys to try to guess the, some of the entries on this list. Uh, Elven well, Ring. Elden Ring number two. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Elden, I, w- I would say Let's Final Fantasy. Feud. Part of that is uh, final, the Final Fantasy uh, one fucking uh, Dark Origin, Souls game. Final Fantasy Origin. Origin. Is Final Fantasy Origin on the board? No! I want two. Breath of the Wild 2 is, well, The Legend of Zelda... Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, number one. Metroid. It's up on the board. Michael gets it. Number one. Yeah. Where's, where's Where's Metroid? Metroid Dread. Metroid not on the list. What? Really? What? Oh. <laughs> ready, ready pitch for uh, bothering actors. Where, where's Here that we go. I'll list? give you guys number three is Battlefield 2042. Number four, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite. 
And number five, (laughs) perfectly timed and perfectly numbered, Forza Horizon 5. Coming in number five. That's impossible. What? All those games, I was just like... I don't make the rules, I just read the lists. I'm the only guy here who who plays a Forza game, so let me tell you this. Those games are packed with so much content and come out so frequently... It's impossible to use them all. You are not no the only guy who plays those games. I have literally game. streamed them, and I love them more than the I, regular I, I, Forza I, I'm, games. I'm a big Horizon fan. Not so Horizon much specifically. One. Agreed. Horizon well, watching, specifically. Watching the stream for Forza Five, uh, I like. I, I think I commented to you guys like you it's could it. turn. A, you could make a drinking game out of how often cars just like tear ass in front of the driver, like at high yes. speed, like just perpendicular <laughs> yes. across the road. Yes, like you yes. can, you have so many near collisions with people who just dash across your field of view. Michael, if you're not rubbing, you're not racing, buddy. You're not like rubbing, clueless you're not gamer. Racing. I love that comment because it just shows how disinterested Michael is in this entire genre. It's like <laughs> it's like you just commented on like sword this sword play of, of well, no, the I, what, I, what I am talking all about, cars can do is overtake. That's, <laughs> that's I'm not talking about overtaking. I am talking oh. about driving and like there is a perpendicular street and like a, a car just like flashed across the screen oh um, i thought you were talking about uh, almost every driving game trailer has someone cutting someone else off like that yeah, is a yeah. common that, racing that's not thing cutting anymore. off that that is like a 90 degree just running a different race almost t-bones you but or yes, you almost t-bone yes. them but like know, imagine the hot redeemed, wheels one, Michael, one would redeemed. be jumping over the track on top we got exactly you, we yeah. got you all we right Let's see. So we got the most tweeted about games. Oh, are you guys up to speed on this weird conspiracy theory about that abandoned game and Hideo Kojima? And no, no. What abandoned? Oh, game? The, it's it's called abandoned, but it's allegedly Silent Hills. It, hmm. it yes, oh. there there is a game How developed by a very small independent studio uh, called Blue Box Games that is PS5 exclusive. It is just called Abandoned, and people are saying no, this is all a lie. This is a this is Silent Hill, and and this is Kojima's return to this is him doing a Silent Hill game, and there's like, are you guys serious? Like, I, like I'm I'm hankering for a harmless conspiracy theory, and boy, does this seem like a fun one to believe in. Why why did you have to use that word? Now I'm just hearing I hanker for conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so so the studio has had to like do multiple tweets, like no, we really do exist. We're we're working on this thing. We're we're really not like the the founder oh, no. of the studio, the guy who runs it, had to post a video like, see, I'm a real person. Hello. Oh this no, they're gonna have to game. change their name to Blue Balls Games because they're <laughs> like this is this is like Trump reascending to the throne. This is this might not be a thing that's going to happen. So part of it might be their fault. They did a tweet that's like, um, it was, it was on June 15th. They tweeted, guess the name abandon equals first letter S last letter L reveal closing. No, no. And then they later, like they apologize. Like, Oh, we we're sorry. That's owned by Konami. Like clearly they got a C and D like, no, no, you don't understand. What the hell? Like they, so they, they're teasing a little bit, but some of the conspiracy shit is wild, right? It's basically like, um, their, their Twitter handle is at BB games and people were like, Oh, BB, just like the BBs from Death Stranding. It's a game. It's a Death Stranding game. And it's like, remember that, that, that game was, they, they released a trailer to tell you it was actively in development for like a year. Kojima can't make a game in a fucking year. True. Like, they, true. They also are, are saying the guy who is supposedly doesn't exist, who claimed he does exist, Hassan Karaman, who's like the the founder of the studio, has the same initials as Hideo Kojima. Oh my no! god! 
Oh no, people have the same fucking initials. <laughs> I I hate this Sesame Street sleuthing that comes out of the internet community. It is so You know what else has Ho- Hideo Kojima's uh, initials? The entire city state of Hong Kong. <laughs> The Mystery Science Theater 3000 catchphrase of Haikiba. Well, if you, yes. if you translate Terrifying. Hideo from Japanese to Turkish, using you can Google translate, oh you get the guy's last name Karaman. So that that's weird. Oh, that is like, oh, what the? Fuck? Well, you know, if you if we're gonna do all that, <laughs> uh, you, you can make anything mean anything. <laughs> and you translate Foster to Japanese. Uh, it actually means uh, Miyamoto. That's right. My uncle from Japan, ah. my uncle from Nintendo, is Shigeru Miyamoto himself. Nice. Oh. <laughs> TL has an uncle in Japan too. <laughs> no. this, this, this is some coast coast to coast radio shit. Listen to the other reasons they say it. Oh, this is this is it. There are pictures on Instagram of Hideo Kojima holding a blue box. <laughs> like what? Wow. <laughs> he just wanted craft wow. mac and cheese. What? Like what? Conspiracy well, you know, another possibility is like people are just fucking with you, man. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. so then the other one is there's the YouTube account banner for Blue Box Studios is a set of hills. Like come on. Like how well, far I, you I, I think because Kojima pulled all that weird shit with Metal Gear Solid 4 or or was it 4 or 5 yeah, where he had five. like the fake developer five. who's like just appearing with his face covered in bandages. That's that's what it is. It's 5. It, yeah. yeah, you're right. I, the- I say this sounds harmless enough. Don't harass anyone. Yes, please. This don't. will be more fun than abandoned or silent hills ever would mm-hmm. be. Yep. So enjoy yourself. Yeah, people want nice. their their new I love bees. They they want an ARG <laughs> to delve into. They want their new slusho. Mm-hmm. And and they're finding it. Like there's other there's other kind of things. Like so like this studio's in the Netherlands whereas like um Kojima Productions just opened a Netherlands office branch. So they're, they they're, it's it's typical conspiracy stuff, right? They're they're linking coincidences. I, I shouldn't say it's, it's totally all. out of the realm of possibility because now you're convincing me, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> I will sorry, say sorry. Holland is beautiful this time of year, so mm-hmm. I understand that. It really is. I, I feel like that was a code. I feel like that that is for them to figure out what TLC. He just activated saying. some Manchurian yeah. candidate. <laughs> no, shoes. I'm saying that as someone <laughs> who I grew up in Holland. Holland is beautiful oh, this right. time I of year. Heard. Right, you grew up in, in in Holland, just like your uncle Darnell Miyamoto or whatever his <laughs> name was. I legitimately have videotape of me in Holland singing a song in in German and like not looking at the camera. It's hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. It's fun really and gay dumb. and tra la la. <laughs> so this this news story, to be honest, kind of flew by us during E three, but it's actually I think bigger than I don't know. It's one of the bigger announcements from the show. So Microsoft has plans to let you stream Xbox Series X and S games to the Xbox One via X Cloud. Did you not talk about that? Because my, my dad literally came over, and that was the first thing he said. To me, that's wild, because it's like, that's a great workaround for no yeah. one being able to buy your fucking console. Is like, yeah, because yeah, yeah. for, for, well, and, and for him, my dad is a guy who wants to get into games but doesn't, doesn't like the $500 price tag, but if you give him a Roku stick... And we we talked about the Roku things, but the the streaming to your Xbox One console, which yeah, I guess yeah, now that you say that, yeah, of course, if you can stream to a fucking Fire Stick, you can stream to yep. an Xbox One, but it just feels different to me. I'm like, oh, you're playing next gen games on your last gen console via the streaming, like that's oh right, fucking brilliant. That's yeah. yes, that's what they should. They and should I think tout yeah, this more. week they like uh, X Cloud is now uh, uh, Series X compatible, capable. Yes, There's, 
Yes, stream, yes, yeah. you're right. They they just upgraded it so that it can basically do. Yeah, I think 4K and the other 4K stuff and 120 frames, from, yeah. 60 to 120 frames a second, maybe. I don't. So just I don't ha- see how... have a good internet connection and yeah. I mean, which I did. There will be a. I, there's probably a blocker there just because your your Xbox One is only connecting 1080p is the max signal coming out of that box. So even if you're streaming a 4K game, no, not true. Oh, oh no, you're you're talking the Pro. I'm talking the base Xbox, Xbox One, X? One. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Huh. It's only well, 1080p. I, I, I think you can't still stream Netflix in 4K no. or anything like that. No, it no, only no. it only outputs at a 1080. Yeah, you need the X is uh, is when it goes up to the 4K. But yeah, I mean that's like I said, it's fine. Like to me, I'm not uh, the only <laughs> the only thing that I'm actually um, I want to get the next gen consoles for is unfortunately Madden, uh, which like. There's just a lot of new features. And, like, yeah, we could all laugh at it, but there's, like, a lot of new you features. You pass the football. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> but, and no one's, you know what? I'm going to say it here because it's not going to be brought Sorry. up. Like, they did do a lot of stuff with the franchise mode that I'm very excited about. A lot of stuff that was, quite honestly, taken from the NCAA games, which we might sure. be seeing sooner rather than later. Well, remind uh, me, they didn't They didn't release next-gen versions of this year's Madden, did they? That's they 20- did. They did they release, did? yes, okay. they did, but it was just like, it was a lot of just more graphical stuff. But well, no, I was, I was going to say, okay, then yeah. you're good because what yeah. they always do is the first one of those on next gen consoles is basically the last, it's the last gen version right. just up resed. Wait right, for the but, second, always wait for this, the second iteration. Yeah. But this year that's coming up, what they're doing differently is like, there's actually going to be like crowd. Like crowd control, like if you play in a stadium, like so very famously in Seattle, they have the thing called the 12th man because their crowd is so loud or in Arrowhead at, um, in Kansas city, like those are very famously loud stadiums, right? And, and the game coming up, they're actually putting that stadium atmosphere into the game. So like you might be able not to hear an audible that you try to do or anything like that. Like that's really cool stuff. But that's that only is, that is incredibly kid. ironic, given how the entirety of last year all sports stadiums look like video game stadiums. They were dead <laughs> yes. with non-moving spectator. Usually two D. They would they would have like I, I think USC, which I, I typically you know I used to be a season ticket holder. They would send me emails like buy your two D standee to sit in the stands, and I'm like I'm not doing this. I'm not giving you hundreds of dollars for this. This is stupid. Go on to the kiss cam to see cardboard mats. Cardboard mats by himself, <laughs> distanced, uh, even in the cardboard land. Well, well, I did bring this stuff up. Um, it does look like uh, that the licensing deal, the uh, players' uh, likenesses, likeness deal, uh, which, by the way, the Supreme Court basically told the NCAA, hey, you're doing, like, this is very illegal what players, you're doing. Yeah, yeah pay, pay um, people. So, but it looks like it's going to push the NCAA to actually push the player likeness deal, like, Early next month, which means like that whatever hurdles that would have been for that NCAA game that EA is doing is almost out of the way. Like there's is going that, to be a, a path to pay to play pro- to probably an NCAA next year. To you, is, yeah. is there is that I, I, is that rumored that there 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 might be another NCAA no, game? No, they announced work? they announced they're doing it. The oh, question okay. was how like are you this. going to do it? Because like the, it very famously they do not have NCAA licensing on there. Which is fine because, like, the actual license holder for the National College Athletic Association and the ruling body of college football are actually two different things. 
mm-hmm. the reason why you can have college teams in Madden, like when you do your face of the franchise mode stuff, right? But that the question was like, we knew that this was coming. We knew that players were going to get their likenesses back. You know, were the games going to actually pay those players? And I know EA weren't trying to make it like their whole thing was like, oh, we'll just use like generated uh, players because we don't know how this is going to go out. Well, like I said, the Supreme Court literally this week kind of just told it some way like, no, you can't you can't not allow these people to to make money off of their likenesses. Um and the well, incident- come on, we're white people. <laughs> We've done this forever. They, I mean, literally, they, they were trying to they were trying to use the argument, but it was like, and it was like the Republican, uh, like uh, the Republican yeah. side of the of the Supreme Court, like this makes no sense. If they are making the the universities millions of dollars, why are they not seeing any money? And that's and like I said, that is pushing the NCAA to change their mind about players likenesses and push that forward a thing that we didn't think was going to happen for another year or so tl if, if there's one thing a republican hates more than the little guy it's universities and the university system so that true. makes sense that's true uh you know what uh didn't make sense at the time uh bayonetta 3 did not appear at e3 but nintendo really wants you to know it's still happening um i i, I doubt it this is a game <laughs> that was announced it. back in 2017 uh and wow. we haven't seen uh, hide nor hair of it since then, but uh, Nintendo confirmed they're like, no, no, it just wasn't at the show. I think their quote something like, you know, we we don't want to show you something before it's ready, and we definitely know developers don't want to show you mm-hmm. something before it's ready. We're working yeah. very hard on the ending where Bayonetta walks around a hospital room shaking hands with all the angels she's killed. Oh my I, God. <laughs> I, I, I saw like a tweet that went out during E3. I think I talked about it one of the nights where they asked people at, at, you know, at Platinum with Kamiya, like, hey, what's going on with Bayonetta 3? And they were visibly not happy to talk oh, about K- it. Kamiya was pissed, and here's what <laughs> yeah. he had to say. I get why people say hurry up and release info or show us something, but reckless remarks like has development stopped or I guess it's been delayed, etc., are nothing but annoying public waste. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Kamiya, for weighing in on that That's shit. a very in-character thing for him to say. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit, I'm already blocked on Twitter. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yeah, notorious for that. Yeah. So. Oh, I looked at him. Oh, no, I'm blocked. I mean, take the time you need, because I think what we're trying to avoid is kind of an undercooked situation like Cyberpunk 2077, mm. which is back on the PlayStation Store. Yep. But Sony straight up warned you, like, you might not want to download the base PS4 version. <laughs> like, they tweeted, no. they're like, um, it'll run better on the PS4 Pro and maybe play on that. Or PS5. Hmm. Like, Ugh. what a weird ending to that saga. Like, yeah, it's back, but it's still not... It, it does. Any news we hear about Cyberpunk is going to be bad news from here on out. <laughs> oh, really? A ransomware? Great. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just flabbergasted. Like, I thought for sure when I was like, hey, you know what? It's okay, but I'm going to wait for the patches last year. I was like, oh, by next March. Surely by next March, they'll have figured it all yeah, out. Well, and I thought be, they had announced good. March as like the, when they would be patching it or putting out the next gen versions. I, I know they've done some patches, but I haven't seen any news stories like, no, Cyberpunk is fixed now, at least all the stuff that was broken, you can go play this. It may not be the thing that they promised you or that you thought it was going to be, but at least it's fixed. That really hasn't happened yet. Like, there there have been patches, but not like a, yes, certified, boom, this is good to go, you know, so. Let me plug this Vice article. It's the most fun I've had with my uh, arcade restoration friends. 
I forget the headline exactly, but it's like, uh, if you want Atari parts, don't piss off Brandon. So Google Vice Atari. It, it, it was so funny. And I had, I had a couple friends who had dealt with this person, but uh, retro game, <laughs> retro gaming. Um, Atari parts. Where do you get them? Um, there is one guy in the world in San Jose, who bought up in San Jose, who bought up all, who spent his, most of his life accruing everything from a, a closing Atari warehouses. Yes. And you can still get them from a reasonable price. Wait, does he have a website? No, he doesn't. He, you can fax him and you can call him. Well, he, ha- better no, be, he has a website. It's very 90s, though. It's very he has a 90s. website that asks you to buy a catalog yes. so you can then call him and place an order. Jesus. But Can I beat but him? The, but he doesn't like large orders, but he also yes. won't get back to you if your order is less than $50. So, Mike, you're talking about the tweet. He's like the soup Nazi, but the last guy who can help everyone fix their Atari. Yeah, there's only like three or four of him left in the world. So it's like if you piss Brad off, yeah. you may so, not get your vintage Atari parts. Bradley, that's what it yeah, was. I'm, it was looking, I'm looking at the headline now. It's don't piss off Bradley, the part seller keeping Atari machines alive. I, oh, I called him Brad. I'm banned. I'm banned for life. It was, yeah, like he, he has – there's so many people he has banned for reasons they don't know and he just won't respond to their emails. Like uh, you showed up late to – to get your parts like you wouldn't ship them to me god damn it it's the soup nazi keeping ataris alive and there's a, a set a, a really melancholy tidbit in there about like the the there are a few people new old parts is a term i started to learn when i was helping friends build rebuild arcade machines and the we just didn't notice but all those people have sort of turned 60 and 70 and they're the last people doing it and you have to do it their way or they won't give you your parts. But also, like, if their kids don't want to do it, this doesn't exist anymore. It was what, like, I had a great conversation over text and in person over this article. It, it's with, fascinating um, to me. Like, my dad Retro was Game huge into cars when I was as a kid. And, and the, the auto world has sort of similar stuff with classic cars. Yeah. But a lot of, there's but a lot Mopar. of companies. But there's a lot of companies that, like, will recreate vintage car parts. To be like, hey, if you're rebuilding a 55 Chevy or whatever, like, we, we've made this new part. You don't see as much of that with games. Right. So, literally, this is stock that's, like... Once it's gone, it's gone. There it's will gone. be no more new parts to pull from unless some entrepreneur like is like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reprint these old parts. Like someone will have to do that. Yeah, either their their kids they have to they're gonna retire forcibly or otherwise and their kids are gonna dump this thing and it's it's just gonna become this weird currency <laughs> for super yeah. dorks. I mean online. you're literally talking about plastic and silicon like being yeah. stamped and printed. These are chips that will not be available once yep. these guys are dead. It's yeah. wild. Maybe, maybe we we do like an Ocean's fourteen and rob these people. And <laughs> that would wow! That would be the best Ocean's fourteen ever. What happens when two seven semi chubby? <laughs> oh man! There better not be any fences. You're you're hiding in the box like that little gymnast guy, TL. So uh, it's on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it all breaks apart when we have them. No, I want to be the ideas guy. Uh, uh, that's all the news that is fit to play. Well, let's Ooh. move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Uh, last week's question of the week was, what was your favorite E3 announcement? TL, it's your time to shine. You weren't here last week. What got you most excited? 
I actually covered E3 for the first time. Oh wow! Forever. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, I the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh, there's so many great things. Advanced Wars, blah blah blah. Where can uh, we see your coverage, by the way? Uh, you can see my coverage over at Twitch.tv/TurboBison. Uh, we huh? did. We did talkovers over all. The, actually, no, you can't see that because I didn't want to save anything, mainly because of Nintendo. Um, you co-streamed with with Brendan Hesse, who was our guest last week. Yeah, co-streamed awesome. with Brendan Hesse. Uh, other people have been on the show. Uh, uh, Anthony Abbott, uh, Emmett Watkins Jr. So yeah, a lot of really great people. All um, of which have been guests. So thank you to all yeah. of you. By the way. Um, I Metal Metal Gear. I mean Metal Slug uh, Tactics. Like, the more I think about it, like, the more I'm just, like, super jazzed about this game. Like, two of my favorite things. Love I love it. Metal I love Metal Slug and I love Advanced Wars. Like, I thought this was going to be the only Advanced Wars thing. But, like, the more I think about Advanced Wars, the remake, like, it's fine. And I'm glad it's coming out. And I'm going to buy it because I want more Advanced Wars to come out here. Uh, but that Metal Slug, like, I just, I love that franchise so much. And Way Forward's doing it. And it's like, yeah. Oh, it's sorry. really, really cool. I got to wait for it. Sorry, but dot emu. Sorry, dot emu yeah. is doing it, and I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, also, a uh, little plug for a uh, friend of the, friend of the show, rocks rocksmith plus. God, yes, that, that Dan, looks Dan's really, thing. really yeah. cool. That looks really, really cool. I, I, I mean, I don't know if people know this. I, I play guitar and I, I play ukulele and stuff. And like, I've been playing since I was 16, so a long time. But I, and I was actually a brand manager on Rocksmith for a little while. But like, fucking. Rocksmith is doing something no one else has done rhythm game wise. It's, it's, it's an educational thing. Like you will learn how to play guitar if you just try Rocksmith like six months. And it's like, yeah, you can, I think at one time there was like a whole campaign, like, yeah, you'll learn to play guitar and it was like 90 days or some shit like that. Like, and it, it works. Like they can guarantee it. It's like, no, you'll learn. We will teach you how to play at least, you know, knocking on heaven's door or some shit like that, you know? <laughs> Hi, hi, hi. That's the one you. That's the version you meant, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Good, that's the only version that exists. So is there? Wait, is there? Is there an original? <laughs> is, there an original? is that true? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> uh, well, first to respond on VigiGamePocalypse.com was Laser Time Rules, who says, "I am excited for Metroid Dread, WarioWare, and Advance Wars reboot. All unexpected surprises that are coming out this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, that is, we we probably should have highlighted that more last week. Is Nintendo's conference had so much stuff that's coming this year, whereas all, almost everyone else was like, "This is 2022." I'm like, Nintendo like brought the heat. Like, yeah, it'll be here in four months. So mm-hmm. start saving up. Crazy. Blah 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 <laughs> says I'm excited most for Forza Horizon Five. It looks absolutely breathtaking, and Mexico should be an awesome setting, complete with tropical forests, beaches, deserts, and volcanoes. I was so glad that Xbox brought their A game this year, and the fact that most of the games shown will be on Game Pass day one is a shot across the bow at Sony. Also, my friends no longer have an excuse to not play Hades. Video Game Apocalypse is 2020 Game of the yeah. Year uh, anymore since that is coming to Xbox Game Pass too. Oh, I didn't know it was Game Pass. I knew it was coming to yeah, Xbox. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, that game rules. The game, yes. please play. <laughs> like when yes. it comes, when you get Hades, please play it. Uh, I will be playing it again. Hopefully, I'll actually uh, get to the end game of Hades because I haven't done that yet. Yeah, but keep really playing. Like yeah, if you play it, beat it, and then beat it again and again because the story keeps going. It's fucking so good. Yeah. 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 on. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that. Uh, do yourself a favor. Try this, Rocksmith Plus. Uh, even if you're not committed, it's the best Guitar Hero game ever made. If you are committed, 
I learned how to play guitar almost solely with this game. Told incredible you. tool, incredible game. I bought the game, uh, the guitar thanks to Grim tweeting it. It's the official Um Jammer Lemmy guitar. That's great. That, that I, great. I, I think maybe Grim got it from Dan and and then recently sold it on Twitter. And I wished I'd buy bought it. Did he really? Maybe yeah. I don't know. I did not see that. Uh, but but I I did. I wasn't articulate enough to plug what Dan is doing. But like he's. He has a several amazing articles on like how to buy a guitar, which is like something I think I really needed when I wanted to play the guitar the most, and was sort of pro- like uh, is the wall I hit to get into guitar. And he it, there's several parts, and I love Dan's writing. If you've never like read something Dan's written, uh, very very good at even when he's writing this guitar stuff. Like I can understand what he's saying, even though I have no idea what he's talking about sometimes. Uh, but I wanted to plug that too because that's that's also exciting. Uh, to hear Dan cover music again is awesome. Uh, Phil Longet says, uh, "Fatal frame, fatal frame, fa- fatal frame." Three times. I, I don't know. I, I get the sense he likes fatal frame. That's a I get it, yeah. Oh shit! Uh, fatal frame just showed up in the mirror because he said it three times. <laughs> oh no! It's like Candyman. Uh, it's been confirmed to come into the PS4, PS5. So I continue not buy a Switch. Oh, don't do that to yourself. Uh, I love the original three games and still have them on PS2, but didn't have a Wii U, so I missed out on this one in 2014. Esports Boxing Club? I have no idea what that is. I didn't see that one. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy get honorable mentions, and there were at least 10 indies that I wanted to add to my play queue and GGI. Uh, also, bonus time this week was great. Looking forward to part two. Maybe Chris will still be cosplaying as Donald Duck. Oh, yeah, know. we did. We promised a part two, Chris. We got to record that. <laughs> Maybe um, we'll talk about Chris and I have been wanting to talk about the Bo Burnham special. So uh, look forward to that. That's so good. Uh, I will That's say good. this uh, in my coverage, I was very not kind to Guardians of the Galaxy. I equate it to one working a lot uh, for E3 and being tired by the time Square came on. Also, and you guys talked about it last week. They didn't need to do a whole 20 minute dump on Guardians. Like, we could have just got a trailer, some of the gameplay, and then in and out. Like, that yeah, was just that, long. that kind of presentation is supposed to be for your after show. That's supposed to be for your, your treehouse. And Xbox had a separate press conference that was all those. It was like, yeah, we're doing dev diaries basically for the next hour. Like, yeah, it was a little long. A little long. Uh, we have a few video responses. First from Sega WDCD, who says. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sagot CD coming to you with the question of the week. So, my favorite announcement, um, I guess this uh, this E3. Um, while I'm pretty excited about Breath of the Wild 2 and eager to see more on that, uh, what I really was interested in this um, E3 was um, Metal Slug Tactics, and um, it was just cool to see Metal Slug again. You know, um, I would have been happy with just a regular run and gun, but to have this like new take on it, this tactics kind of like XCOM style kind of a uh, metal slug is really interesting. And, um, I, I like it when companies, you know, they, they kind of experiment with their IPs or license them out to another developer to try something new. Uh, so I'm excited to see, uh, what this game is going to be like. And, you know, I love tactics games. So this is just, you know, just, um, it's pretty sweet to see this, uh, coming out soon. And um, I, I just wish that more developers would license out their stuff or to, like, you know, try a new take, a different genre. Um, what I'd like to see, um, you know, since Konami doesn't make games anymore, is to see them license out Metal Gear to, like, uh, the Hitman developer and just have them make a new Metal Gear Solid VR mission 
And that would be cool. Like, you could have them, like, do all these sorts of, like, missions. Uh, It doesn't even have to be canon, you know? It could just be, like, what-ifs. And having, like, Raiden um, be playable, Meryl, um, Revolver Ocelot, you know, all the different snakes. I I think that would be cool. And to just have new takes. I just just want new... um, uh, I just want developers to have, like, you know, just take a chance and, and try something new. And I think that would be pretty cool. But, yeah, I'm very excited about Metal Slug Tactics. And, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And uh look forward to the next show. Thank you. <laughs> you know, what you want... So, Metal, the reason why Metal Slug works, as opposed to, like, a Metal Gear, is doing a franchise that doesn't have a large install base with. So you can do like, these weird things and not turn off the people who are just going to be there for the weird thing right like mm. if you did that if you did this tactics thing with metal you know metal gear or what he was talking about with metal gear it'd be really cool for you but the the problem is it's going to be everybody who's looking for another kojima metal gear yeah. oh what is this this isn't metal gear. i mean people people hated metal gear acid and that game was excellent yeah. and right you know. remember spider-man friend or foe i can't yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. game that nobody wanted right yeah but I, I, I mean, I do agree with him. Like, I yes, it would be nice. Like, if if a publisher is going to sit on a franchise and it's going to be dormant, like yeah. license it out to people who want to work on it and make some money, baby. Come on, let's do it. Uh, we have one from Mike Amari who says, "Hey, VGA crew, Mike Amari here with the question of the week. Question of the week, of course, was which announcement coming out of E3 2021 were you most excited for?" Uh, and it's interesting, it was really nice seeing the whole vibe of E3 2021 this year because it really did show how healthy the industry is. No matter where you play or where you, what platform you're to play on, there was a lot to be had and a lot to be excited about. So I was just really happy to see that overall. As far as specific games, uh, the one game that has me most excited is actually Back for Blood because Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 were two very important games for me and my wife. Uh, right when we first got married, you know, Left 4 Dead was this game that we would play co-op all the time. You know, split screen co-op sitting in front of the TV was one of our favorite things to do. We love playing Halo together. We love playing Gears of War. Those are games that we play constantly. Even to this day, we play through the entire series of games like that. Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 have been and continue to be games that we come back to for that. Uh, and seeing that there's going to be a new game like this, you know, in Black, Back for Blood, really has us excited. Uh, even more so than when we take a look that it's going to be on Game Pass Day 1. That's the last thing I wanted to mention is that games as service really are just shining through each year more and more. And this year was one of those great punctuated moments for Game Pass where just about everything they were announcing that I was getting excited for, there was usually the underline of, and it will be available on Game Pass, either on PC or on Xbox or on both. The fact that they made an announcement for Flight Sim, by the way, too, on on the console is pretty nuts to me. Uh, so I'm just excited for all the different games that will be coming to Game Pass uh, as part of the service model. The Microsoft really is helping kind of usher to the next level here. Um, I want to thank you guys for being with me this week. I look forward to being with you again next week. Neat. And finally, we have Gallatin Carhart, who returns to say... Hey, Video Game Apocalypse, this is Gallatin Carhart. This is a big deal here behind me. If you can see right here, I'm pointing. That's my oldest daughter riding a horse right there. But this right here, my youngest, this is her breaking her own horse right here. It's a three-year-old. She was born and raised on a farm. She has no lead on her right now. She's just using reins all on her own. And she's got distractions here. It's a big one. 
That's her on her Tennessee Walker. Anyways, my answer to this week's, and I'm talking quiet because you got to keep things nice and calm. This is the first time this horse has come off of a lead with her on the back. So, this is a big deal right here. You see her doing that. So, my answer to this week's question of the week is, what is, what, what did, what did you, what did you get most hyped about at E3? I'd love to say it was Breath of the Wild too, but I'm not going to get hyped about something that's coming out next year. Just not. Sorry. Ain't going to happen. I'd love to say Metroid 4, but oh, that's right. Good girl, Willow, baby. Good job, Evan. I'd love to say Metroid 4, but oh, yeah. That game is Ghost. That game's not coming out for another six years, period. So I'm going to say Metroid Dread because it's Metroid. Because I need some Metroid taste. I need some taste of Metroid. And it's going to be a good taste of Metroid. And I'm excited about it. And oh, by the way, it's coming out in October. So that's exciting as well. Because you're going to play it in soon. Anyways, again, big deal, big day. Y'all take it easy, fellas. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks. That was awesome. <laughs> Tactical horse riding action. I want to be pandemic, uh, pandemic uh, Galaxy Carhartt because you said Metroid 4 twice. It's Metroid Prime 4. Metroid 4 already came out in 2002. Yeah, technically Fusion. Dread is Metroid 5, right? They, they Dread, is, Dread is technically Metroid 5 because Metroid Fusion is Metroid 4, yes. Um, I just want to thank Red Dead Redemption because I don't think we all would have known automatically what he meant by breaking a horse mm. and I think secondary <laughs> question of the week uh, she, should she be she lassoed it in, in the middle of nowhere and uh, rode it for literally five seconds <laughs> like what would you assume breaking a horse is otherwise you are a loser buttercup a loser hey, that horse owes me five dollars I'm going to break each one of its I'm legs gonna yeah. just going to pick him up and cr- just break him over my knee like Bane did to bat man yeah <laughs> please photoshop michael doing that <laughs> oh yeah just like it's a lot of photoshops I, I must break you i must break you just hit the horse's hooves uh-huh. yeah all right so new question of the week uh i like this question what abandoned ea ip do you hope they reveal at their ea play event in july let's get the backstory of okay. why we're asking this real quick all right so so there, there's a rumor that ea at EA Play will reveal some long defunct franchise, and, and the, most people are betting on Dead Space is what they're mm. going to reveal. But there are so many other great, I hate to say, great abandoned EA franchises yeah. that I'm like, no, what is your dream pick? So sorry, Michael, please continue. This is the most abandoned EA IP, Hard Hat Mac, which is a game that came out for <laughs> Apple II in the early 80s. Uh, it was don- like a Donkey Kong style game about a construction worker who has to avoid a spike haired punk named Vandal and a man in a tie named Osha as he tries to, uh, <laughs> lay bricks and, uh, jackhammer them wow. into place on a ridiculously unsafe construction so site. So it's, it's the game that Wreck-It Ralph is based on? Is that what you're saying? Probably. Like <laughs> probably. You could, um, you could call it Return to the Mac. It, w- oh it was God. hugely fun, and I feel like somewhere out there is an alternate dimension where Donkey Kong fizzled and this caught on, and we've had a whole franchise of Hard Hat Mac games. Okay. Hard Hat Mac. Okay. Well, at least he produced the last couple of X-Men movies. Hmm. That's a really dumb Matthew Vaughn reference. Oh, boy. Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Yeah, it is. Now you have to answer the question. What is your answer, Kurt? Um, I, I just had, had Googled list of things that EA had published in this this 
I never played uh, an EA version of this game, as I played the arcade and Nintendo version. But they published um, every other version of Marble Madness. Hmm. Oh, okay. and I I love the music on Marble Madness. It is so weirdly foreboding and quizzical. Um, love Marble Madness, and I just installed um, a, a, a trackball, um, and I would I would love to play a new Marble Madness on PC with a trackball. I think it'd be really fucking fun. I, I got to hear TL's answer because it's probably going to be my number one. So I'm going to let you go, TL, and then we'll see. Uh, what about what about Earl Weaver baseball? Can I choose that? <laughs> now I need to look up who Earl Weaver is. No. And he's a guy who's uh, even whiter and older than Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> uh, there's only one answer for this. Uh, the game that, quite honestly, uh, they tried to sabotage. Uh, they did, they released a terrible version of it, uh, on the PS3, uh, uh, generation. So we can redo it. That is Def Jam. We need yes. a new Def Jam. Like, oh, that's, yes. that's, that's, that's the okay. answer. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go Great. NBA Street. I love Thank NBA Street. Thank you. That Street. was the answer. No, that I was love, the answer. Forget <laughs> I no, love no. NBA Street, but I need a new Def Jam. Like, look, mm. we're, we are, like Chris mm. said, we are at the precipice of about to see Ludacris drive a car. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't space. know what in space <laughs> to Jupiter. But I love that video game of like, of the, the, like you get to be like ludicrous fighting people in a wrestling ring. Like I, I, every time I think about Def Jam Five for New York, I get a really stupid grin on my face, yes. and I just want the, I want those games back so bad. Even okay. even a remaster of Fight for New York, I would I would bite into that shit. Yes. Oh. Okay, so TL, TL and I already said NCAA football. It's coming back, so we're getting that yeah. one. My choice, had you taken NBA Street, I was going to throw out Populous. Populous was published by EA. So I, I, when, you, when, you said, when you said you think it's Dead Space, I was like, why wouldn't it be Sim City? Uh, well, the Sim, the, the Sim still exists, but none, since he didn't take it, my number one choice, NBA Street by far. NBA Street Volume 2 oh, specifically. Fuck, that dude, that game was so good. Dude. NBA Street... Like so, I, I, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like when video games do like real songs in their soundtracks. But mm-hmm. it's something about hearing that opening riff to they reminisce, they reminisce over, uh, over you, because it's a fade in already from a previous song on the album, and that's how the that's how the track actually starts, and then it goes into like that saxophone. Like right into like the opening credits of that game, it is literally perfect. I love that game so much, but I love I love Def Jam a little bit more. But like these are like when I think about these games, those two games, I think of my my senior year of high school with a GameCube. Like it's just like I'm just ready to take over the world. Yep, Volume Two did it. It did retro seventies aesthetic, which is something that kind of gets glossed over. Like we we missed the seven. Other than that seventies show, like yeah. not many people did that. NBA Street Volume Two did it, and it was like, yo, that's dope, and that is a fucking dope yeah, aesthetic. It was, it was like, weirdly like the 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 final version of NBA Jam. It was. It's the most evolved version of NBA Jam that ever existed. Yeah, it's I awesome. mean, yeah, because yeah, I don't really, I don't really follow. There's those 2K games that are out there now, which kind of yeah. look. Yeah, more they're like not. No, they're, they're, they're good, but games, just like they're good, but like you have, it requires you to care about basketball and 
teams and athletes, whereas Street didn't. It was it was a like, three three. It was a bunch of fun characters and a nice motif. Street was was SSX on basketball court. It's yeah, like we it have was, these outlandish characters. And, yeah, yeah I love it, it was a three on three. It was a three on three. I also remember it was really cool. One, I think it's like the first EA game to have like. Michael Jordan Bulls, Michael Jordan like uh, like paraphernalia in there because like you can yeah. get one of the throwback jerseys. But also, what was really cool was like when this game came out is when Cleveland. So the Cleveland Cavaliers before they got LeBron, they went through a whole like like they went through a whole like actual like design change and stuff. So, like this was the first game where you got to see like oh here's what their jerseys looks like and here's like all these different teams. Memphis like they just moved from Vancouver like. All these things that are going to change, like where basketball was, like here it is in this game, and then like Barbito Garcia, like the just the play by play, it's such a really really fun game. It's, so played- so this will this will do something for '90s kids. It's it's basically the video game version of White Men Can't Jump that we never yep. really got. Like like the NBA Street Series is. What if White Man Can't Jump was a video game? And it's so fucking awesome. And no one talks about White Man Can't Jump anymore. That movie fucking rules, such a fun dude. movie. It, I love that movie. And, and just because, like, I was on the spot earlier, I just want to say Road Rash. That is the most. Okay. That is the EA game I probably played the most before I knew what EA was. They, they've tried to reboot it. Like, every five years, they give it a little, eh, we'll see. I really. don't think EA has tried to reboot it. I think other people oh, have spiritually tried to reboot it. Um, yeah. But it would be nice to see if they take a shot at it. I don't know what you do. It was kind of the most vicious game in the world at the time. An M, like a, a, a t, uh, like a kid rated game where like yeah you're gonna beat people to death with chains and bats. <laughs> yeah it's like you could race them or you could kick them off of their bike I mean just do Burnout Three but with a Road Rash skin and I'd play it I'd play it all day long so dope uh, Burnout Two do that as well yeah yeah yes that is yeah you're right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> bring back Burnout why not what abandoned EAIP E-I-E-I-O, would you like to see <laughs> be revealed at the EA Play event in July? Let us know. Go to videogameapocalypse.com. Answer under the comments for episode 425. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook and answer there. Or just ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect and read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go with some plugs. TL, once again, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me as long, along with Brendan Hess, uh, and Kayla Zumbaum, uh, and other people over on the PNB Podcast Network. Uh, our main show is PNB, but we do have a, a host of other shows. Um, and you can also catch me on my Fresh Prince uh, watchback show, uh, live from the pool house with Sonya Ballantyne. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> I've had an episode that I've had to, like, I, it's taken me forever to edit because, like, the audio from somebody's thing, like, bleeds through every, like, everyone's I'm been sorry. audio. It's not you. There. Everyone's audio bleeds through. And then also their audio is not great. So, like, while well, I'm trying to clear everything, it's taking forever. So, oh, yeah. That's just been a whole lot. So, uh, but yeah, um, there you can go to, the, I have two Patreons for that, patreon.com slash PNB, patreon.com slash live from the pool house. Uh, but yeah, really great shows. I enjoy doing them. And then twitch.tv slash turbo bison. Uh, you can follow me on there and subscribe. Uh, I don't have a job, so I'm streaming a lot. You got merch too, right? How do, how do people find your merch? Uh, the merch, uh, if you go, I have a storefront. It is bonfire.com slash store slash turbo. Dash Bison Dash Storefront. 
Uh, you can buy shirts. I have a Live from the Pool House shirt uh, that is Sonia's uh, name, uh, kind of done like the Hillary Show. Uh, I have a Turbo Bison shirt, and I have my other branding, the Oak Milk Gamer, because I've given up milk. I've given up dairy milk completely. And I am now the Oak Milk Gamer, the OMG himself. So. <laughs> Please, please change the name of your Twitch handle. That is that's so much more memorable. The Oat Milk Gamer. I mean, I I can see, I I can see why I can do that. I'll do People that. are going to think you're some like 45 year old white woman, though. The Oat Milk Gamer. That is like, oh yeah. I, I I love the idea of pitching old gamer handles and YouTube channels. I'm the Acid Reflux Playthrough Channel. <laughs> hey, look, it was really cool. Like I said, I was using the name, and then my buddy, I was like. When I was making the shirt, I was like, oh, shit. OMG just, like, lands right in there. Okay, and I thought that's why. I thought the OMG was the first thing, and then, like, oh, I'm you buying came up one. with a name oh, to match it. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm literally putting the OMG uh, shirt into our chat. But there we go. Uh, yeah. That's all my plugs. Those Need. are all my plugs. Nice. Need. Oh, oh, my plugs. I'm trying to get up a show with uh, Matt and Michael and I that I teased previously, but everything's taking forever. Uh, new 30 2010 games. 30 2010 this week is really fun. We're talking uh, long and angrily about Pooty Tang, Naked Gun, <laughs> AI, and the possibly best Transformers movie that is still fucking terrible. I saw that in theaters. I hate okay. I hate that movie so much. I, I I have no no threshold for these films. I fucking hate them. They're awful. No no gamer. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser time there. Yeah, which Chris and I did promise part two. We gotta do another bonus time soon where um I think we've been talking. We wanna talk to Bo Burnham special. I saw Luca. I wanna I wanna talk about Luca with Chris. So there's there's shit to discuss. And that's the show where we just kind of talk about yeah, our. Man, I saw I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark for the first time in ten years. Wow. And, um, well, you haven't uh, been celebrating Christmas with Diana then, because she, yeah, clearly her. you haven't been living with my wife. <laughs> 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 Why haven't you been living with his wife? Uh, <laughs> Michael is the oat cuck gamer. Uh, oat cuck gamer. <laughs> Live with my wife, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I need very specific stimuli to get off. That, that could be a new tier on Patreon. You never know. Patreon.com no, slash Don't do that. Oh, I'm saying anyway. to, my, to make Michael have that handle to you. What are you thinking? Mine in the gutter. Get out of here. Michael, take us home. Okay. Uh, as always, uh, visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com. Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or follow me personally at Wikiparaz. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Thanks for listening to our show, everybody. We'll see you next week. News, news, you gotta get the news, news, news. It's time for the news, brand new news segment. This is a fucking news, great news, drop. News. Make sure to isolate this later. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs>